All right, we're going live. Yay. I said we were. Are we live? It says all fair. What the fuck? It says all fair. Are we live? Is anybody here that's in chat? If it says off air, then I don't think we're live. Well, that's why I'm Just asking an if anybody can hear us in, in chat. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Stop it. Let's start it again. Yes. Oh, dude, it's not working. <gasps> oh, great. <laughs> So what I heard is your system forgot that it needs to actually cooperate. The software to make forgot. this happen. The software forgot. Don't blame the system. Well, I mean, let's take that off. Let's bring this up, dude. I will be pissed. Start stream. Yes. Take two. What the fuck, yo? Over. Ooh, I gotta check my grade on this one. Ah, oh, mother wow. Jesus Christ. Um. At this rate, I'll have to say I'll be right back so I can run upstairs and put clothes in the dryer. Don't do me like that. I know. It's still got like 20 minutes. But if Six tries to go to sleep, he doesn't have a blanket. <laughs> to the dryer. <laughs> oh, man. This shit still isn't fucking graded. I know why it's not working. God. Stand by. I know why it's not working. Tell everybody to hold their tater sticks. I changed. Oh, I had tater tots for dinner. <laughs> Stop. Now I got to find where the password goes again. <laughs> oh, there it is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I'm on fire. Jeez. All right, take six. It's working now. We're going live. <laughs> Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. So you've had cold water shot up your ass? You don't know nothing. You don't know living, buddy. After that phone call, I was just thinking you're a few fries short of a happy meal. You got to stay in to get it in. You got to pick a harder target. And she's back with food in her mouth. Hopefully that'll keep her busy. I really don't have anything. Look, how would you like to be related to some bona fide white people? Look, God dang it. All black people sound alike when they get excited. Shut up. <laughs> Family. I get it up faster than DV6 can. Then he lied to you. I thought it sucked. I pushed the button. You don't push the button. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, everybody, this is DVRadio.net, where we are the professional unprofessionals at the unprofessional by being the fuck. No, this is the fucking news. You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. That is how it is on WDVR, DVRadio.net. It's Barrett Song Live. You listen to us on podcast because you can't listen to us live if you listen to us on podcast because that's not how podcasts work. They're recorded and then they're put on podcast. We're live tonight 
on September 18th, 2021. I'm Bonerwood. We got the house full tonight. We got the pig man himself, Oink. We've got Sergeant Wardog. We got the nut man, Jason. And we got the lady, the search engine herself, Google. I'm not a search engine, but okay. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Chill. It's Air Force's birthday. Gee. I don't. Yippee skippy. I mean, happy happy birthday, Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Good job. We don't get crazy like the, the Marines do during their birthday, as you can tell. Really, re- really quick question. Really quick question. So today is when chairs were made. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is under wings. <laughs> I could. Wow, we talking cash shit right off the top. Of that. <laughs> How we do it. This is how we do it. So the reason that we had such a fuck up getting in the show is because I changed some shit earlier this week and I totally fucking forgot to change it on the software. Go Bo. That's how we do it. Wouldn't be DV Radio if we didn't fuck it up live. Nope. It would not be. I press live. It says going live. And then it says streaming. And I'm like, you're not fucking streaming. The light's literally not green. Doesn't say on air. So it, I took a minute and I redone everything. I was like, oh, that thing that I changed. Yeah. And then that's why you heard us talking and then us going into. Anyway, um, how's everyone <laughs> doing this evening? Great, man. Great. Good. Okay, let's keep this going. How's everyone doing? <laughs> hey, particularly yeah. great because uh, college football is rolling tonight, man. We have some great games going today. Hey, I'm just happy we didn't lose by 30 points. So <laughs> that, that's, that's something. Uh, <laughs> All right. And in the meanwhile, and though, um, meanwhile in Iraq, no. Nah. <laughs> 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 Oh my god. He just went there. Um <laughs> So I do want to talk about something serious for a moment if you guys don't mind. <laughs> As you know, we've been trying to get the DV against DV show started for a while. Um but pertaining to that, this week um and Oink has a few links to send you guys. Um I got all this from Eliza Blue. Uh, she is a um, human trafficking survivor and advocate, uh, just to give you a little backstory on that. Um, she's a great woman. Uh, she she puts out amazing facts um, uh, and research and, and things of that nature. But a big discussion that's been happening this week, believe it or not, that most of you have probably not seen, is that um, Winston-Salem Journal... or Wall Street Journal, Winston-Salem. It's WSJ. It's, I, I got Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They had the same. Anyway, Wall Street Journal released an article this week about Facebook drug cartels and human traffickers. Um, why did they make that? Because drug cartels were human trafficking through Facebook. Um, there's a few articles out there. Uh, the one from CBS, and I'm not going to read the one from Wall Street Journal, because it's just way too fucking long to read on air. Um, But this short synopsis from CBS uh, CBS News 
uh, says the majority of online recruitment and active sex trafficking cases in the U.S. last year, talking about 2020, uh, took place on Facebook, according to the Human Trafficking Institute's 2020 Federal Human Trafficking Report. Uh, the Internet has become the dominant tool that traffickers use to recruit victims, and they often recruit them on a number of very common social networking websites, uh, said Human Trafficking Institute CEO Victor, and I'm going to fuck this name up, uh, Batros uh, to CVSN Wednesday. Uh, Facebook overwhelmingly is used by traffickers to recruit victims in active sex trafficking cases. Active cases include those in which defendants were charged in 2020, as well as those in which defendants were charged in previous years and charges were still pending in trial last year or the case on, on was on appeal. <clears throat> there is some discrepancies with uh, the Wall Street Journal's article. I haven't fully read it because I've not had time to because it literally just came out um, just recently. So I've not been able to sit here and go through it because I've had a few other things I've had to get out of the way. However, uh, an article from blah, 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 blah. Where is that article from? Um, yes, the about dot Facebook blog thing. This is what Facebook says the watch wall street journal got wrong. Right. Um, this is the vice president of global affairs, Nick Clegg. And it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven paragraphs long. Uh, he says a lot has been said about Facebook this week. A series of articles published by the wall street journal has focused on some of the most difficult issues we grapple with as a company from content moderation and vaccine mis misinformation to algorithmic distribution and the well-being of teens. These are serious and complex issues, and it is absolutely legitimate for us to be held to account for how we deal with them. But these stories have contained deliberate mischaracterizations of what we are trying to do and, and coffered egregiously false motives <clears throat> to Facebook's leadership and employees. At the heart of this series is an allegation that is just plain false. That Facebook conducts research and then systematically and willfully ignores it that the findings are inconvenient for the company. This impugns that uh, the motives and are and hard work of thousands of researchers, policy experts, and engineers at Facebook who strive to improve the quality of our products and understand their wider positive and negative impact. It's a claim which could only be made by cherry picking selective quotes from individual pieces of leaked material in a way that presents complex and nuanced issues as if there is only ever one right answer. My first take on this is that's complete bullshit, and I'll tell you why. Last year, I know for a fact that there were... I'm not going to put a hard number on it because I honestly can't remember the number off the top of my head. But Mindy Robinson literally had, I don't know how many people investigating groups, closed groups, and they reported these groups for sex crimes and... Not only were they not taken down and ignored, other pages were taken down that were ran by Mindy Robinson. On top of that, posts on Facebook with literal, and I don't want to say it's pornography because that's like glorifying it, but sexual misconduct of children on Facebook won't be taken down. I don't know why. I don't want to know why. I just wanted to stop. So... That, to me, 
is completely false. I, it might not be, but from what I've seen and I know from really close friends and people who investigate this stuff legitimately and work um, cases that involve all of this, not just child stuff, but human trafficking, sexual allegations, all that. It's real. Like they don't want to take it down. Um, with any research, there will be ideas for improvement that are effective to pursue and ideas where the trade-offs against other important considerations are worse than the proposed fix. The fact that not every idea that a research researcher raises is acted upon doesn't mean Facebook teams are not continually considering a range of different improvements. At the same time, none of these issues can be solved by technology companies alone, which is why we work in close partnership with researchers, regulators, policymakers, and others. My take on that is, yes, they are correct and they are trying to implement something. And I say that uh, sparingly. They've created and um, it's been out, actually. The guy created it for Microsoft, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I think Facebook has something that's just a little more improved on it. Um, what they're using has actually resulted in a few thousand or a few million um Accounts banned, taken off, and people arrested and found to have been doing something, whether it was trafficking or sexual misconduct of children or unwill unwillful people. Um, it's, it's a long range. I'll see if I can find that article for you guys and have it in the podcast. Um, I do know that right now and over the last, oh, my God, this is 2021, right? Yes. As I know, yes. Okay. <laughs> My head went blank. But I do know over the past few years, um, Twitter has been sued and has denied taking responsibility for people who were minors that had videos put on Twitter and they were monetized. Monetized meaning they had an ad on them when you watch them, which means somebody was getting paid for it and they were either being raped, uh, sexually molested, trafficked a number of things and twitter is using the is it it's rule two tattoo might know it's rule two something i can't think of it off the top of my head it's 200 and something basically saying they're not a um publisher but they're acting like a publisher by censoring things so they're playing both sides of the field um I see it every day. I, I retweet what Eliza puts out. I retweet what, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's the trafficking hub lady's name? Oink, help me. Oh my God. Layla, Layla Mickleweight. Yes, Layla yes. Mickleweight. That's her name. Uh, <laughs> she's put out stuff. I'm sorry. I'm blanking right now. I didn't have all these notes in front of me. Um, <laughs> I think it's like That's 224, yes, Tattoo. I think it's either 224 or 204. And they're using this clause to say, hey, look, somebody put up a video. We can't take responsibility. Oh, it has ad revenue on it? That, that's not our doing. But it's your algorithm, and somebody approved a sexual video to be advertised and have money made off of it. And now you're refusing not only to take it down, but you're refusing responsibility for it. They went to court over it. India and Russia have continually made fines for Twitter to Twitter for not taking any um, actions against any of this. Facebook, I have to give props a little bit 
for taking uh, and, and implementing what they did. I believe it was at the end of last year, the beginning of this year. I retweeted it uh, like a month ago um, and, and taking some action. But it, what they're doing isn't enough, obviously. Um, there, there is a thing that is made where it can spot child imagery, child videos that is not being used. It's been here since I'm pretty sure it was like 2008, 2009. Um, and nobody's doing anything about it. Uh, I think that one rule, uh, I think that one was the rule they were trying to get rid of claiming businesses were protected from owning responsibility for the content on their site. Yes, that's the same. Yes. It's the same rule that they, yes, that's yeah. That rule that they just tried to get rid of, but got that stayed is the same rule that Twitter and a few other social media platforms have used in the past for this exact same thing are using as an excuse um, CEOs have been questioned. They fail to comment. Um, and every time they make an article, uh, like the ones that Oink just put in chat and I'll have available for you in the podcast, you can do more research, uh, on your own if you want. Every article I come across when the social media or the companies or, or whomever is involved gets asked about this. Oh, but that's just not true. We're taking extreme measures to make sure that this isn't happening. But yet when it's reported, it doesn't get taken down, but your stuff gets taken down. Uh, when it's reported, it's not, you know, suspended and investigated, but your stuff is suspended and investigated. Like the things that are wrong aren't getting dealt with, but the things that, you know, are right are getting dealt with in the wrong manner. Um, what do you guys, uh, Google, Oink, Jason, Wardog, what is your take on how social media is handling? I know you may not, you know, have any research on this or dove into it like I have because I'm, like, really adamant on this shit. But from what you guys know, what I've talked about, what you've seen in passing or heard in passing, what do you guys, what's your take on everything? First and foremost, as a father, I don't condone anything when it comes to child pornography or sex trafficking, minors, any of that shit. So whatever they do, they better fucking take it down and they better fucking do something against it because this is horse shit. I mean, anybody that has kids should see that and feel that way, I think, personally. That's just my personal opinion. But, I mean, otherwise you're just a piece of shit. Motherfucking <laughs> right. <laughs> I call it like I see it. I mean, and you could tell that they throttle and suspend the right things, you know, like people that report the stuff like that. And then they censors others, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody, a veteran group or something like that. So they got their fucking standards. They got their double standards of fucking hypocrisy, bullshit mother. You know what I mean? Fuck them. Anybody else? I concur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Google. I don't research it like y'all do. I just kind of get my information, which is kind of sad from <laughs> Facebook and people I know. Right. But uh, there is a couple of pages that I do follow. Um, there's one guy's name's like Mark Leda. It's a page called Soft White Underbelly, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of interviews with uh, uh, m- most of his stuff is from like drug addicts that live on Skid Row. Yep. But he interviews a lot of like uh, computer hackers. And stuff like yep. that, and people that have, uh, yep. you know, I know been in about. that industry or like the, you know, 
people yep. that used to be in the porn industry that talk about trafficking and all that. Yeah, and, and I, people also say he exploits people, which I think is total nonsense. I think he does it the way that appeals to people and the way it should be as far as getting their story out there. I mean, because I don't know what happens off the camera, but like if you, a lot of the questions he asks, he doesn't really ask any things. He's like, well, how do you feel like this is, you know, changed? Like, how do mm -hmm. you, where do you feel like you got into doing this? How do you know that? He's yep. just asking legitimate questions. You know, but I, but he's interviewed a few of those people and how he just like, that's kind of where I get my information from. Right. You know, and, but and I, I do and, like watching his stuff because yeah. you're getting a lot of this information from the horse's mouth. Right. And I, I've watched quite a few of their things. I, the one I, I really was drawn to was, um, the inbred family and he named it that because yeah. people thought they were inbred, you know, and and they don't know the history of, of the family or anything like that as far as, you know, what took place years ago and all. But yeah. people literally in the comments, if you go read the comments on that, it's it's horse shit. Um, yeah. But I digress. Google, do you have any input on this? Um, I mean, I feel like Facebook is going to lie no matter what. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, you know, like. There's not a whole lot that we can say. It's fucking, re it's freaking bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I, don't know. I think what most people, I think what my my thing is, is that when people see it, oh, I can't believe that. That's that's so disheartening. Why would they allow that? And then they go on about their business, and I'm like, you're not living in. And I I, I use this metaphor all the time, and I, I tweet it, I post it on Facebook. Oh. I say it here. We're not living a fucking Disney princess happy ending fucking <laughs> ever after. It, it, it's this is reality. Like this is happening in our own backyards. I mean, California. Right. I don't know if they still are, but California just two years ago was the highest in human trafficking, which included children at the highest of the entire nation. California, the one with the most strenuous fucking laws was the highest number of human trafficking. Think about that. The same fucking state that's like, oh, we're here for your health. Oh, oh, that product causes cancer. You better put a health warning on it. They Didn't are they pass some kind of fucking law there too, making it easier or something to deal with? I don't remember what it was, but it had, Our it was like totally reversing. Yeah, it's so basically, what, it's some kind of law, and correct me if they, they pass it, it's, I'm going to break it down Barney style here. It's like they made it less offensive to be a child sex offender, sort of. So like, what they uh, done was oh. Corey, Corey, it was when Corey Feldman was made fun of and everybody said, you're a piece of shit, drug addict, this, that, and the other. And it was when he and a few others went to California and passed a law there. And then within a year, it got reversed and all the things got lessened. That's what it was. Everything yeah. that was really harsh on people uh, that were found guilty of whatever it might be, whether it was sexual misconduct, rape, um, advances, you know, unwanted advances, trafficking, whatever it was, as far as sex, unwanted sexual acts is concerned, it was going to be really, really bad for you. Bottom line. It got turned around within a year or two, like really fucking quickly. So all that hard work, years of getting, you know, 
spit on and, and slapped in the face. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, Corey Feldman's a great person. I don't know him personally, but what he's trying to do, yeah, let him fucking do it, <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, all that, you know, that he had to go through, it was basically a slap in the face. It was like, we'll appeal you or appease you for five minutes because everybody's watching. Then after that five minutes, we're going to say, fuck you. And behind closed doors, we're going to shut it down. And, and that's basically what they did. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm loving reading what Tattoo is saying. He's saying a lot of stuff that I've heard, not just from him, but from a, a few people that have worked uh, with Facebook. Um, there's another social media out there that just got hit not too long ago because they would actually charge you. Uh, in order to have access to like live video and, and, and recorded video on their platform, <laughs> they got uh, uh, sued for having pornography, um, which included children on their platform uh, because they made money from you putting videos on there. And if you make money directly from anything like this, you are part of the problem. And so you're going to be treated like it. Um, but he's saying, uh, I saw the way they work internal in 1617. There was a single VP who was fighting to keep veteran two a uh, veteran and two a uh, groups alive. They're trying to kill them. Then uh, that VP reached out to me when DV was dropped in 2016. Uh, I wasn't a I was a pissant. I was a piss. I was a pissant. No one. I think he was trying to say nobody. Um, but he saw us trying to help. Um. Yeah, they, they are they are crypt keepers, and and it, it's. I I think when you hear about it, you're like, well, it's not happening to me, so I'm I'm sorry for everybody else. That's basically what happens. But when an actor dies, it's oh my god, we need to feel sorry for the family, and yeah, that that's good. That's good on you. You don't care about suicide until an actor dies, and then it's, oh, we need to talk about suicide. It's the same thing with sexual assault and child trafficking and human trafficking and rape and misconduct. Well, it happened to blankety-blank's child or blankety-blankety-blankety-blank. We, we better worry about it and talk about it for five minutes, and then it's gone. And then you don't care. That's, that's what pisses me off, I think. I think that's another reason I'm really adamant on, on you know, it, it needs to be talked about more. It's just like suicide. Instead of pussyfooting around the shit, talk about it, you know? Like, I, I'm tired of seeing everybody that wants to do something not do something until somebody with some push it happens to. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Red's Place, I think if we don't know someone, it is out of sight, out of mind. Until you started talking about it, I knew it happened. I was not aware of anything current or relative. Alas, unless you're talking to me about it, it is out of sight, out of mind for me, too. I can't save the world and people focus on the causes and impact them in, the, in some way. Does it make us shitty people for not knowing? And above is separate and aside from the business side of things with Facebook. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm not saying, you know, people are shitty for, for not worrying about it. I'm not saying that at all. I think what bothers me about about people that say they care is when they do care it's for the wrong reasons like they think it's the right reasons it's like oh let's put up a black picture and and show that we care about other people like oh okay 
but what are you doing to show that you care <laughs> about other people? You put a picture up? Yay! What is that accomplishing? Like, what are you accomplishing? It's just like, when I say share the podcast or share a post, and you're like, oh, it, it, it's okay if one person doesn't share. No, it's not. If you shared it, one person that sees it that you know might be able to do something with that podcast or with us that might help even more people. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying go out of your way to talk and, and help and all this with human trafficking and rape. Like, I'm not saying that. But don't wait until you see, like when Robin Williams committed suicide. That was the first big thing about suicide I had seen since I was a child. That was years ago. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like what bothers me more is when people that are trying to do something about it, mm -hmm. um, they they just get shut down. Yeah, you know, like yep. especially fucking big tech is notorious mm -hmm. for doing that, and it's mm -hmm. like that that makes it worse. They're like, we care, but then when you try to call them out on it. They go after you. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think, and, and this has been a problem with society for a long time. With what Google is saying, it's absolutely correct. When we were in the military and you wanted to say something about your, your, your platoon sergeant or your, or your flight sergeant or, or your first sergeant or whatever, and you told somebody that you looked up to, I'm going to go say blah, blah, blah about top to the commander. Oh, no, don't do that. Get us all in trouble. Yeah. Just like, just like somebody being raped in the military. Oh, no, don't do that. They'll make you look bad. You'll, you'll get punished. You'll make them look bad. They'll, the, their career will be gone. It's the same thing in reality in the civilian world. Or you get threatened by the MPs. Yes, I've seen that so many times and it makes me sick to my stomach. So when I say I want to do something with DV against DV and I want your stories and I want to you to reach out to us, I, I mean it. Like I it I've had this happen to family members. I've had this happen to people I've known since I was in fucking preschool, since I was three, four years old. And to see what it's done to people now that they're 30, 40, 50 years old. Not that it's, I can't say it's disconcerting because it's more than that. It's, uh, there's no word, honestly, because sad is an understatement. Because these are people, good fucking people, that when you come up behind them and tap them on the shoulder, they turn around like, you just like are, are a ghost. They are terrified. And this is 30, 40, 50 years after the fact. Like it will, it ruins you. It completely fucking ruins you. I don't care what age it is. You could be 80 years old and it will ruin you. Like it literally, like it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Um, so, my whole point is, if you get a chance to research it and talk about it and do some type of advocating, tell your story, do it. 
I'm not saying go out of your way and do it. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but don't sit there and think, well, it's not happening to me today. Because you never know. I mean, a year ago, we was like, we've got all our freedoms. Look at us now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> um, so, Take the shot or lose a job. Right. So um, I think uh, Oink also sent you guys the Twitter account for Eliza Blue. Say the word won't, please. Why? I'm pretty sure he says it the same. Won't. How else do you say won't? won't? Well, I say it the same damn way. When I lived in Ohio for a year, my friend, we'd go to like Applebee's. I'd, I'd be like, well, yeah. she's like, what do you want? And I was like, well, I want some of those uh, them boneless nuggets Why? or boneless wings. I won't. <laughs> Why? Um, oh. Yes, uh, Eliza Blue, that status uh, URL, that's the whole thread for uh, the Wall Street Journal as well as the Facebook article and, and all that. Um, but if you have a story, if you're someone who is a survivor of any of that stuff, domestic violence, rape, uh, something that happened to the military, something that happened to you as a child, and you want to talk about it or you want to be anonymous and you want to tell your story, you can send an email to dvradio at protonmail.com. Nobody reads it but me. The only other way they'll read it is when it's put into a script. Um, and we'll have somebody read it uh, for you. If you want to be anonymous, please tell me. We'll change names. We'll change places. Um, and we'll obviously put a content warning at the beginning and all. Um, but I can't make this show without people. And I can't make this show without people's stories. Um, I'd like to have reputable doctors, reputable advocates. I'm trying to get Eliza and Layla to, to hopefully come on the show and talk to us about it. Um, it's not just going to be me. There's going to be women there too, so don't worry about that. Um, but I, I don't care what happens to you. I don't care if you're men. I don't care if you're women. Um, just just tell me or tell us. Don't tell me. Uh, in an email, <laughs> dvradio at protonmail.com. You sound like you're saying won't instead of won't. Go go listen to the pronunciation of won't and won't. There's There's no difference. You guys are from up north. <laughs> I want. Like, we're both from the south. We understand each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, they don't <laughs> understand southern. That's the problem. They've not heard real southern talk. Like most people. <laughs> Jason knows what I'm talking about. And if somebody says, bless your heart, they don't know that's actually a bad thing. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bad thing. I swear the more pissed I get, the more country I get. and got no clue why. Dude, it's like, like, get so me worked <laughs> up and I sound like boom hound. Yeah, um... <laughs> Uh, but if you also want to support DV against DV, we do have DV against DV merchandise at DV Radio's store. That's DVRadio.store. Um, the proceeds go to Vets for Child Rescue and our underground rescue. Once we make $100 that month, if it doesn't make $100, it rolls over to the next month. Um, we take only $1 and that's it from anything that we give to an organization. That's That includes farm, um, and, and anything else, uh, we don't take anything from PTS dog unless he tells us to, and I, we've got that worked out. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, 
I didn't want to get depressing, but I, I really wanted to talk about that with you guys, and I'm I'm glad you let me talk about it because it's it's something that I'm really passionate about, and I'm not going to say I'm sorry because I'm not. It's just well, I'm, you know, that sad reality is, you know, with this whole seclusion, you know, hunkering fucking down again, you know, things are just going to get worse, whether it be suicide or whether it be the you know the rapes and and just the stupid shit that humans do to one another when they're enclosed all the time. So. Unfortunately, it's just a reality we're facing, and you know, hell, we need to talk about it. Won't and won't. There is no <laughs> difference. Want? I want. They're still, they're still going at me, dude. <laughs> um, Jay, like my mom says wash. She's gonna go do um, the wash. Wash clothes. No, I don't like, say I that. Say, There's no fucking R I, in there. When I know how to say, it, like I've seen her thinking about, it, I know I said, like we say boil. I boil water. I take the eye out. It's like boil. I'm going to go boil some water. So this is me. In a professional setting, I enunciate correctly. When I'm around friends, when I'm around family, when I'm around country folks. I don't have to think about it, worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I I drop down into into my redneck heritage. I really do. Like, I say shit that most of you have never heard in your entire lives. I'm not joking. I I I say a lot of shit that would make you go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, I remember my grandpa and my granny telling me to go get a poke out from under the cabinet. <laughs> that wasn't a fire poke. It wasn't a piece of metal. It's goddamn bag. <laughs> it's fucking grocery bag. I had no fucking clue what they were talking about until my mom said, "Go get that that, that grocery bag." And and believe it or not, my grandma called it a trash bag. <laughs> hey, so like, here's one of those like, is it a buggy or a cart when you go to the store? Buggy. Okay, buggy. <laughs> is it a boot or a trunk? I'm not from fucking Europe, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you got some people like down south. It, it's it's not a trunk. It's a boot. So what people don't understand is that Southern slang is actually from Scottish and Irish settlers. And when they came over from uh, Ireland, all the Scottish went to Ireland. And then the Scottish and Irish Irish uh, migrated over to America. When they colonized here, they started making their own speak. And by that, I mean they used... Words from the King's English then and made their own English with modern English that you know today. A lot of the words that have definitions today that you all understand is actually from our Scottish and Irish ancestors from, fuck, 16, 17, 1800s. Um, that we, we still use a lot of those words in everyday language. Um, there is a... Fuck. I think it's on YouTube. If you go look on YouTube, I can't remember the name of it. I'll try to find it and I'll try to put it in this podcast. It's a really good documentary. And it's all about the Appalachian Mountains. And Appalachian Mountains is where mostly Scottish and Irish settlers took place. And all the dialect that you hear isn't just made up words. Honestly, it's modern English mixed with the King's English that is real words that... Oh, 
Don't, don't, don't forget the Pennsylvania Dutch. I mean, come on now. Dude, that, <laughs> they got some weird-ass words, too. <laughs> that's just some fucked-up goddamn Camelonese or some shit. Um, but it's... it. That's I, I love the fact that we still use today's or yesterday's dialect in today's world. Um, there's so many things that we still use that people don't realize. And, and a lot of you have probably heard it from like your grandparents. Um, my family is just fucking we're still living in goddamn 1862, I think. We just have a few amenities here and there. <laughs> um, and it's not not a lie when they say, you know, the South is 20 years behind the rest of the country. And it's not because, you know, we're stupid or dumb and all. It's because we like it. It's peaceful. It really is. I mean, go to New York. Okay. Then go to the Blue Ridge Mountains. Tell me which one's more peaceful. It's Blue Ridge any day. I mean... <laughs> That's why I'm in Alaska, for fuck's sake. I'm trying to get away from people. Right. I don't care how city you are. When you go to a mountain side where there's nobody around, there's no pollution, all you hear is birds and, and insects, and you see nothing fucked with as far as man-made objects... It is so amazing. Like it's so. Except beautiful. for the summertime when those cicadas get so loud you can't even carry on a conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Or bullfrogs. Fuck bullfrogs, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'd rather frog. have a bullfrog over a cicada any day. Dude, I would rather have some crickets in my fucking ear right now. <laughs> like, ask Recoil how bad uh, bullfrogs are up at his house. Holy oh, shit, dude. He was sitting there one night, and he's like, I'm about to fucking go mental. <laughs> I was like, why? And he said, I am in the living room watching TV, and I can hear the frogs outside. <laughs> he's got, like, I, I forgot how many acres up there around him. It's not his land, um, but there's, like, a 100 and some acres, and it's filled with bullfrogs. Like, just imagine 100-plus acres of rivets. Rivet, rivet, all night long, <laughs> especially like after a hard rainfall. Oh man! But yeah. Anyway, uh, Oink, how's your week been, brother? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. I think things are moving along as far as the hips go. We've had two physical therapy appointments this week, and both have been somewhat easy. I would say, um, unless you're just taking it easy on me. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but take it but other, easy, <laughs> take it but, easy. Yeah, Don't it's the last week. Uh, next week is the last week of our summer position that we switch over to nights. Well, technically we switch over to the other position, but we have two weeks of day shift to get all of our training and shit underway, and then we go back to our shifts working the nighttime schedules. So yeah, we'll go from there and see how it goes. But other than that, man, it's been a been another week. Slow, easy, steady, and uh, we're progressing forward. That's all we can do. I hear you. I hear you. You've gotten some emails this week as well, right, that we're sifting through? Yeah, we've got a couple of emails, a couple of folks that are interested actually in joining us. Uh, obviously, Jason here tonight's one of them. Miss um, mm-hmm. Fester, she's sent us a little clip of her audio talking abilities. Uh, so she's uh, she's interested as well. 
And then uh, Mayhem is another individual. I think there's some other. There's been a couple folks. Yeah. I've, I've replied to a couple folks. That's why week, I so. just said you've got three emails. <laughs> yeah. Call me out on it. I don't know why Miss Spencer wasn't part of this a long time ago. Here I here I am trying to trying to keep it, you know, laid back for Oink, and he's just going to go down the whole gauntlet and fucking dig yep, himself yep, a hole. and then forget somebody, and then get emails that I pissed them off and they forgot their names. Right. Oh, well, you know what happens. Yeah, we act won't let me back up. Dude, that is not true. You had a fucking kid. You were moving. You told me you were busy. Like, I'm not going to make you do anything. You know this. You dick bag. You fucking dick. Well, we're I, not going to fucking take it. We're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take Hey, Tattoo, oink. I do, need to, <laughs> I do need to talk to you two about a show, and Tattoo knows what show I'm talking about, but I need to make a chat box for us. So remind me after the show to make a chat box to talk about this show that Tattoo knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Kakamo. Oh Kakamo. He lives in Kakamo. <laughs> Wardog, how's your week been? Hey, bro. Uh, pretty good. Uh, I had a, a serious note. Um, I've actually, let's see. Uh, this upcoming uh, Wednesday, I'm gonna take off for uh, Montana, man. Fly <gasps> fishing. That's in, right. Uh, Montana. Uh, I'll be up there from uh, Wednesday to Sunday. Um, so, uh, but actually, what I wanted to mention, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and drop the the link right now. Um, you know, you know those uh, PTSD groups that are there uh, that that are out. Or for those of you who don't know, uh, there are many nonprofits that. Uh, you know, run camps or organizations similar to what we have here with the, the DB farm. Um, I've been invited to one called the Bar X Project out in Montana, where they, uh, you know, they bring together uh, uh, former uh, Marines in this particular, uh, for this particular nonprofit. So they're bringing like five or six guys from my platoon, uh, you know, that I actually, uh, uh, you served three tours in Iraq with, you know, three, uh, five or six other infantry Marines, man. So this is going to be my first time experiencing uh, an actual, you know, what it's like to go through as a patient, um, a PTSD, you know, therapy uh, retreat, I guess you'd call it. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, so I'm supposed to be out there and, uh, you know, they'll be staying in some sort of a uh, cabin or whatnot. And then I'll be bonding with the whole point is to bond with the Marines again. And then, uh, and, you know, enjoy fly fishing for three to four days or whatever. And then, you know, of course, the booze and all that shit's gonna come out. <laughs> but uh, with it being rural Montana, obviously there aren't there aren't any you know nearby bars or any kind of shit we should be uh, you know hitting up or anything like that. All of my buddies did tell me though we should all bring bail money. So, um... <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing they'll be breaking out the fucking grenades to go fishing because they can't catch them on the hooks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sticks of dynamite and shit. You have to let us know how it goes, brother. I, I want to know how your uh, how your experience is up there. Actually, right? I'd like to uh, I'd like to still tune in. The only issue is if uh, the only option I have is to use my phone or not, and uh, out there, and um, you know what the connection is or whatnot. But I I, I plan on uh, tuning in, bro. We could always do it. And now, Sergeant Wardog in the field. <laughs> Plus, I have six other crazy infantry marines with me too, bro. Oh, 
popping bottles and laughing the hell off of the bears talk. You get it? I can see yeah. it now. I can I can hear it now. Right? Yes, we're in Montana right now, and uh, the weather's great. I've got six infantry men here with me tonight. <laughs> no, you're going to hear my voice and say, damn, who knew they had acid that good in Montana? What the fuck, what the fuck war dog? You sound even more different than in Florida. God damn. You better have some yeah. for the whole family when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no seriously I, I i would like to hear your experience whether it's you know while you're out there when you get back either way and that way you know other people can be like yes i do want to do it or no i'm fucking staying away from that fucking place god damn <laughs> yeah they got a similar place up here war dog you need to check out for combat veterans it's called the uh, battle dogs and they do the same thing they fly folks up here and uh just take them out and either like in the wintertime, they take them dog mushing up in the mountains and stuff, or in the summertime, they do the same thing, fishing, ATVs, the whole nine yards. Well, what was the name of that again? Battle Drop dogs. it here in chat. Battle Dogs. We talked I'm, to them on uh, Frag Out, Drag Out. They're up here in Alaska. I don't know if I remember correctly yeah. or not, but I'm pretty sure War Dog said he hates the cold. <laughs> well, I said they do come up here in the summertime. I mean, no, 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 we have hey, camps in hey, the summer. Hey, anything that's related to the military, bro, I shut the fuck up for. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I will, I will, I go back to duty, bro. You know how that is. Word, okay. I was like, we're long. Word, I was like, I'll be in the cold and let my penis turn into a vagina for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you should drop that much. Goddamn. You know, yeah, she's gonna definitely um. Have well, we do have elevation on. changes and negative temps, so you, yeah, know, you yeah, never know. Oh shit, you right, my bad. Let me watch. Yeah, let me let me close my mouth until I actually experience the goddamn. Because you know, I might get there and be like, goddamn, you right, that motherfucker dropped in like. Where the hog will be back, and he'll be like, man, you know what? It was colder than a witch's titty doing push-ups with brass balls in Antarctica. <laughs> But, yeah, but um, the precious, um, you know, part would be able to see Alaska and to be in that environment for veterans, bro. That's definitely. that's what it's all about for me. Is yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll definitely look at that one, man. Definitely, please put that yeah, in the chat. Um. Uh, Google, how was your week? Sorry, I, my my train of thought just went out the window for a second. <laughs> um, pretty good, pretty good. So. Storm went back to the vet again this past Tuesday, uh-huh. um, but everything's looking a lot better. So his platelets are still continuing to go up. His liver values are continuing to go down, So, Ooh. which is good. And then he finished another one of his meds yesterday, and then today we reduced his prednisone dose. So hopefully everything will stay on track. He doesn't go back until um, not this Tuesday, the following Tuesday. So okay, we'll see but what he happens. He is improving slowly but surely. Yep. Um, yeah. It just sucks. It's like you know, like uh, he's got more energy and stuff, so that's nice. Good. Oh, speaking of organizations, oink, we've got an organization coming on in October, correct? That is correct. Uh, (laughs) Purple Heart Homes is coming on. Sorry. See, I told you my train of thought just went out the fucking window. 
um, yeah, the that that place that I tongue fuck up every time. It never fails. I've said it right like twice. <laughs> Project like, Purple Homes. Yes. Yes. Purple Heart Homes. <laughs> well, I was close. I every, have purple in homes. And and the other one, the motorcycle one. I fuck it up all the time too. Full start ride. There you go. There you go. Bo's train has never been on the track. Who is he trying to get? (laughs) I was going to say, and that is why Boink is around. Right? (laughs) Sort of. I'm good for something, at least shit. (laughs) (laughs) At least one of of us remembers shit. (laughs) Hey, Jason, how's your nuts been this week? Uh, So, between last (laughs) week, I lost track of days. Wednesday or Thursday or whatever it was. Right. I delivered him Tuesday. I forget. So anyway, between last, we'll say Tuesday to Thursday, I had to make about 800 cookies, about 450 bags of pecans, about 150 brownies, about... uh, I mean, it wasn't that many of the... uh, Damn, uh, um, I forget. It was a lot, but between uh, everybody knows I still delivered to Ozark, but and I'm pretty sure Scott is the only one that knows who the big account is. You do remember that, right? Oink. Oh yeah, yeah. We we got him down. So, and for the people that you know, I, I told you it's like so. Uh, about a couple months ago, I uh, I delivered to Ozark, and then this lady got an order. From Atlanta, it was Fourth of July weekend. She's like, "Hey, I, I sent her an email. I was like, hey, can I can I just deliver it to you? You live 35, 40 minutes away. It's four day weekend. You may not get it." It's like, "Yeah, sure." Find out she was a costume director for Ozark, so I delivered to her. She's like, "Well, I'm leaving Ozark because it's their last season, and I'm going to a new production. I didn't know what it was." She's like, "So I'm going to give it to the craft services guy." Every people know a difference catering. Is one that provides the hot sit down meals. Craft services are the people that make sure there is food and drink readily available 24-7. So that's who you want to get in good with. So anyway, a few weeks go by, I didn't think nothing about it, and I get a phone call. And he's like, uh, hey, yeah, uh, uh, my name's Reggie Lee with MCU Studios. As you know who MCU Studios is? Marvel Universe. Marvel Cinematic Universe. So right. right now I'm delivering to the set of Black Panther 2. Um, they're about to uh, start up Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll be delivering to that. We did a little bit of Hawkeye. God, they're still the- making Guardians of the fucking Galaxy? Yes, I don't give a shit. They're buying from me. God <laughs> damn, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so He'll still be making Friday the 13th movie. He's, he is a shit. He's making well, money. Like the <laughs> and the Furious. Well, that too. Uh, that's what twenty three. I gave shit. up on fucking know. Fast and the Furious after three. I was like, I'm done. But <laughs> no, they, uh, that's what I was too with that one. We got to do a little bit of Loki at the end of that too. So I've done like four Marvel productions already with them. <laughs> Bo just shit all over his awesome news. I did. I did shit all over your awesome news. Hey, my dad always said, if you gotta be, do something, at least be good at it, even if it's being an asshole. So, you know. Sound but, advice. No, I am truly fucking proud of you. I'm happy for you. I mean, when you first came on the show, did I not say you were going to blow up? 
Well, it is. And what's kind of fucked up, I am still. Oh, I didn't make it possible. <laughs> I didn't make it possible. It's happening. <laughs> it is happening regardless. I just no, can't stand Dave fucking Batista, man. But no, the guy that called me, he's like, hey, my name's so-and-so with uh, Marvel Cinematic. And this guy is directly in charge of all craft services for Marvel Cinematic. And he orders me directly every week. Nice. But the worst part is it's still, I am the only person that uh, makes, bakes, packs. Um, uh, my parents do come over and help label everything. Because, I mean, I'm doing every week about, like I said, about 600 cookies, 400 bags of pecans. You got kids, right? The, one kid and he's autistic. So that makes it feel oh. like it's three kids. Um, so that's a thousand labels. <laughs> and then I have to do wow. another, wow. you know, well, I always, I, try, I make the jokes. I did not know we were going like, down that fucking road. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Even not funny, I make the joke sometimes. I wasn't going to laugh. And then like he the said, cause uh, he's, he's on the spectrum. So, well, well, the thing is, I was going to make a joke, and then you said he's autistic, and I wasn't going to make a joke. But right after that, you go, but he's like three kids. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Wait, well, well, so hold on. So Six's niece's son is autistic. That's why when you said yes. like, yes. it's funny. Yeah, it is. Well, I was going to say put people, into words. That don't, you know, a lot of people be like, hey, I know somebody's autistic, or I know somebody has an autistic kid. Well, it's one of those things like, I'm a diabetic, okay? Like, fully blown, insulin dependent, on a pump, diabetic. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I had an uncle. I know what it's like. I know the fuck you don't know what it's like, okay? So, but what I best way to explain to people is say you go to, you give your kid a banana, you know, he's autistic, and you cut it in half. You're either going to get, oh, cool, I got two bananas, or you broke my banana, and you're going to die. You just never know which one you're going to get. Right. So yep. that's about what it's like. But I always tell people, you know, and it's just they are some of the smartest people you ever meet. Like, I got a video of it, and if I could find it, I would post it up. But uh, I had my toolbox because I've, I've worked on cars on the side for years, and he was out there pulling I had sockets on a socket rail I had they're all three eights but they were standard and metric and he pulls his shirt out and he's just putting them in his shirt like a little pouch just throwing them in there no way they're organized and I swear to god he pulls each one out and puts it back in the exact like correct order on by standard and metric from the biggest size down to the smallest first time like he's smart as a whip he's just socially awkward yeah most autistic kids are super smart and that's but what i don't like i don't like when people are like it hurts putting me them down because he wants and i've talked about this on other shows like i don't have a lot of friends i don't call anybody friend basically and there's a reason behind that um three of all three of the friends I'd known for more than 10 years passed away within five years of each other. So it's kind of like a dark joke. I don't call you my friend unless I hate you because all my friends die. So I see that he wants to play with other kids and he loves, but they don't particularly want to play with him because he's different and they, they're not mean to him. They just ignore him. But it hurts me because he's getting to that point where he's like, well, well, daddy, they they didn't want to play with me. And I think he's starting to kind of pick up on that. 
And as a parent, it really hurts my fucking heart to see that. Right. You know, so. Yeah, because a lot of kids, they just don't have filters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You like, want the truth, you talk to them. I mean, they'll tell you straight up, you're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> you fat. You know, so you know, they see something like, different, anything different that sticks out, they're gonna they're gonna pinpoint on that, and they're gonna you know, unfortunately, sometimes speak the truth. Yeah. So, and I unfortunately, mean, you know, they they don't have that filter sometimes. So, and yeah. I, some of the times it's on the parents. They should be teaching them that shit, but if they don't, <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> yeah. But, How old's your son, yeah. Jason? Did you say eight? He just turned eight. Eight. Okay. He just turned eight. So, and that's uh, I mean. He's, it's, I don't know, it's, he's, uh, he's still doing ABA therapy, but he's been in really improving. Uh, going to public school was probably the best thing we ever did because he's kind of a monkey see, monkey do kind of kid. So I mean, he does still have an ABA therapist in his room, but it has really helped him, you know, kind of, I'll say mimicking the other kids. Right. But, yeah. you know, and because we had him in a special needs class for about, two weeks and we took him out because he was starting to regress and act like the other kids that were far more severe than he is. Right. Yeah. I've, and I've we did that. not want that to happen. I've heard that. I was going to not... say, it, does he talk and stuff or is it? He talks, he is verbal. Um, now he was not very verbal up until he was about five. Mm -hmm. okay. um, but even now when he gets really excited, you can't understand him. Can I ask, because I, I know a lot of people think that, you know, there's something wrong with their child at like a year old or something. About what age did you see differences, I guess, and whatnot? Three. And he three? was diagnosed at three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. It's when they, but the doctor was really kind of skeptical to actually diagnose him with it because he's high functioning, but... He uh he has a lot of uh what's the word uh um issues with noise. Okay, so he's um, he cannot sensitive. stand he cannot stand going into a public bathroom that has a fan. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't like the automatic hand dryers. Um, like we can't even turn the fan on in our bathroom. Right, like sensory issues with noise. He, right, he cannot stand it. It he will blow his lid. Um, uh, like the fast flushing toilets, he can't stand. I like think that's one of the more bathroom. common ones, isn't it? Sound sensitivities. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we go to like a public bathroom, I have to, if it's an automatic flushing toilet, like the fast ones, I have to cover up the sensor and let him go to the bathroom and wait for him to walk out so I can let it flush. Right. Because he that, will man. lose it. Like scream I, bloody murder. I know some, and I'm not, you know, suggesting or anything. I'm, I'm just curious because... I've been trying to do a show for a while now and everything keeps pushing it back about um, autism and mental disorders and things like that. Um, but if you don't mind me asking, I know some people for like uh, people that have uh, uh, sound sensitivity or, or, or what, whatever you want to call it, they use um, headphones and things like that when they're out in public. Have you, is that something you do or? It depends on where we go. We will always carry some just in case. Like I took him to the uh, 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 Supercross down here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And uh, it's a loud, big, open bathroom. Obviously, they don't have fans, but it's very loud. So places like that, I would just have his headphones pop them on. And I'm like, all right, go take a piss. 
Okay. And he would do just fine with the headphones on, but we don't make him wear them everywhere. We just where right. we know he has issues. Right. And, and just so everybody knows, I'm not suggesting anything or, or what I don't know a lot about autism other than what I know from other people and what I've researched. That's why I asked Jason. Um, and I, I'd love to have you on that show whenever, you know, we do that and it doesn't get pushed back again. Um, I'm sorry for those of you that, you know, said you're interested in all just life has happened and I yeah. cannot win. And talking about how he said, uh, you know, they don't have filters. We were at a restaurant down here one time. This is before the pandemic when he's probably like six. And uh, there was an older couple sitting next to us. And I mean, these people were old. I'm not talking like Crypt Keeper old. <laughs> and this guy, old guy, I mean, he straight up farted. I thought he had shit. And my son just looks over. He's like, Daddy, he pooped. No. <laughs> Out loud. Oh, like, like I said, they don't have filters, man. No filter. He's like, you know, it's true. Me and my mom were talking earlier about some things uh, that's happened recently. And uh, I referenced a child and I said, you know what? If you want to get the truth out of somebody, a fucking child is the person you go to. I said, They're, they may not be wanting to do it at first, but I said, you can get it out of them pretty damn quick and you ain't even got to threaten them. Like... Kids up until like 10, 11-ish are usually the most forthcoming, trustful, honest-to-God people in the entire fucking universe. You know, like Pig, like Point said earlier, is uh, if a kid says you ugly, you ugly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or you're dumb. I, I actually had a kid look at somebody and go, you're dumb. Before and I was like, "You are the best child in the end." Fucking uh, so uh, one of my uh, good buddies. I've known him for. He's actually the last friend. I'm not gonna say friend, acquaintance I have that I've known for over 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. He's a, a detective down here in Georgia, and uh, he's, he said they they went to go pick up. A, he's an older autistic guy. He's probably forty five years old, and he's just really socially awkward. But he went to go pick him up in his own personal vehicle, and uh, he has kids and everything. And uh, he, the guy gets in the car to go. He takes him down to his home. He's like, just in the most. I don't want to say wrong. Like I, I guess you could say how autistic people they talk very uh, short. Like just they're they're, I don't know. But anyway, he looks at him. He's like, your car's dirty. It's nasty. <laughs> and that's all he said the entire ride. <laughs> the whole 25 minute ride your car's dirty it's nasty you know whether they're autistic or not i've noticed a lot of kids when they say something that's just point blank it's short sweet and to the fucking point every fucking yeah. time yeah whether it's one word or five or six words it's short sweet and to the fucking point and i'm like yes if and only adults could like, right understand now, how to be that my way my son is obsessed with doors <laughs> like he will sit there at a door and open it and close it for 20 minutes if you don't tell him to stop like he would just sit there and he'll look at the hinges and he'll just open close open close he'll do that for 20 minutes straight is there some oh. doors aside is there something that he gravitates towards that he finds like really interesting that just catches his mind and he like like i said doors aside but he like envelops himself into learning and stuff like that um, I wouldn't say that he necessarily envelops himself into learning, but uh, we let him play a few video games. Like 
Minecraft. And this kid, even when he turned seven, he's building like entire fucking cities on Minecraft. And I'm lucky to be able to freaking build a little hut. (laughs) You know, so (laughs) I mean, and he's building, I'm sitting here watching him on creative mode. But so um, he is he going uh, is he going to be the brain when he grows up and take over the world and make his own country? <laughs> something he's going to I mean I would like to say that he's going to grow up being an engineer or something but I mean he's 8. I can't say that. But with the tendencies he has now he's obsessed with things that like you know move, you know mm-hmm. whether it be door hinges he cuz when he opens the door he always stares at the hinges or that little uh, spring-loaded thing at the top, if it has one, right. you'll sit there and stare at it. Like, That's, just get in the motion of how it moves. You you know, um, he might be gravitating towards engineering. I've, I've seen two people uh, that I know of off the top of my head. I think they're, I think one's in their 20s, and I think one's 40 or 50-something. And both of them are really established and highly sought for architectural artists. And it's amazing. And it all came from engineering. And um, most of their work has to do with architectural engineering, I should say. Um, But the architecture that stems from that, that they make, oh my God, dude. It's none of this stupid see-through glass homes with the fucking overhang balcony with the roof that don't even cover the bathroom. Like this is <laughs> this is shit that you would look at and you'd be like, "Oh, I would pay 6 million dollars to own that house." Like it they make some amazing stuff. Oh, and this little kid is like my twin too. Like if you saw how I acted when I was little, I was never, of course, it was a different diagnosis back then. I was never diagnosed with autism. I just had like severe ADHD. <laughs> but my kid is basically a mini version of me. He looks like me, acts like me, um, looks nothing like his mother whatsoever. I'm sorry to laugh. I'm sorry to laugh. And, Tattoo just said I'm 43 and has some of the most expensive logo sets in existence. But if I can find it and get it on here, I'm actually going to post a picture of my dad holding me when I was 18 months old and then my mom holding my son at 18 months old. And it's like identical fucking twins. Oh, dude. Me and I think it was six yesterday had that same conversation. Like all the boys on the wood side, if you look at all of our infant pictures, you can't tell us apart at all. We all do this like scrunchy face when the lights in our eyes and shit and everything. Like it is it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. I was, was going to say, so there's a picture of, me when I was a baby and I showed that to my daughter's sperm donor and he thought it was her and he's like who's that guy in the photo I'm like that's my brother it's <laughs> like oh my god I thought that was Jada you know it's funny um one year we were at this uh family reunion years ago and my mom has really long hair and the way we took the picture my head was over her shoulder and she was lower than me and I was higher than her. And we were standing in like a group of people and somebody seen the picture and they went, Oh, there's blah, blah, blah. Talking about my mom. And she was like, 
no, that's me. That's Bo. <laughs> like we looked identical because we had the same glasses and, and we have the same hair color, except mine's really fucking short. And I mean, we had the same facial structure and everything. And the way it looked, it did look like she was me and I was her in the picture. Like it was fucking insane. Like That's awesome. A face swap app. Yeah, I was like, that's a compliment. Okay. I was like, so that's this a compliment. first picture, if it loads up, I'm about to post, is my dad holding me at about 18 months old back in, like, I think it was like 1985. Um, may have to, I don't know, you may have to click on it, make it bigger. It may not load up right. We'll see. Let me... Oh, Red but, watches uh, Lego Masters too. That's such a great show, is it not? <laughs> Bow and drag, that is a reason to drink. Holy hell. Hey, fuck you. I used to make a good looking woman. Okay, so <laughs> that picture I just posted, that is my dad holding me make at 18 months old. Okay. And the next picture I'm going to post is my mom holding my son at 18 months old. Oh, dude, that's scary. Yeah. When I yeah, say scary, like I mean that in a good way, people. <laughs> are you sure if you saw us now we my hair is darker his is still that blondish color other than that we look exactly the same we got the same freckles and everything dude that's kind of scary Bo just shitting on every dude I did not shit on anybody then you asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So anyway, so and now that we got a bunch of people in here, all that I was talking about y'all in the pre-show. How about we change up the subject? I was in a free bag of pecans. Whoever makes the best dead hooker joke. <laughs> change it up. Change it. Change the pace. Get it lively back in here again. Best dead hooker joke. I'll send a bag of free pecans. <laughs> but they got to be able to beat my dead hooker joke. Well, what's oh, your dad of your joke? Well, I can't. They got to be able to. I got to hear theirs first, and y'all got to judge who's is better. Wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to judge? I was just thinking until... that too. I'm like, Wait. well, you hear theirs, they type it in on the chat. Whoever's listening to the chat. Yeah, but they have nothing to mine. compare theirs to. It could be the exact same. Right. <laughs> Nuts for dead hookers. Oh my god, tattoo! What the fuck? What did I just read? Ooh. Uh, yes, exactly. Ooh. That's what I was just that, reading too. That's as bad as that fucking post I made today. That fucking T-shirt. What the <laughs> fuck? There is a T-shirt that is literally for sale, and it's got like this fucked up acid wash on it that makes it look like the galaxy. The shirt's pretty, but then the design has Ted Bundy. And Jeffrey Dahmer on it, and it says, "Choke me like Bundy and eat me like Dahmer." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" Oh my god! And I read oh, it just... right. It says, "Choke me like Bundy and eat me like Dahmer." I that's I a real fucking shirt that I saw earlier. It's freaking hilarious! It's I was like, "Jeffrey oh Dahmer, god. right?" I'm still waiting for the story on how DD Radio helped with the child. Oh, yeah, me too, Miss Faster. Yeah, in case you missed it, everybody. <laughs> Tattoo posted that somehow all of us here at DV Radio helped Tattoo become a father. I don't know if conception 
happened during a show or <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but I am really wanting to know. Maybe it was during know. the podcast. He says, I know how. I don't know how. What? what I don't know how. <laughs> the <laughs> CDC says to refrain from handshakes. Jeffrey Dahmer stops blender. <laughs> Oh my God! If you guys want some nuts, you gotta tell us the dead hooker joke. Uh, while you guys tell yeah, us, the, while you guys tell us the dead hooker joke, Google, do you want to do your news? Yeah, I can do that. Hold on, I gotta load them all up. Oh my God! Every week, I know. Every week, I gotta load well, them up. Well, it used it used to be we'd have a like actual break, and that was when I did all my like. That's okay. when I would organize. Yeah, but we've not had to have a break for how long? I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at when we paid Radio King. <laughs> um, let's see here. All right, we did that one. Well, I don't want to manage the station. I'm already there. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is not, I've never seen this. It's not like a dark committed story. Like, I saw, I don't know if any of y'all watch baseball or not, but did you see where an umpire in like the eighth or ninth inning actually ejected the grounds crew <laughs> from the ball game? What? Yep. It was a ninth inning, matter of fact. Yeah. Why? And then it started pouring fucking rain. Yep. <laughs> Why? They all got prepped. They went behind the big rolls that you see that lay along the, the walls there, yeah. you know, of the, the, the coverings for the infield. So the entire out, uh, it, the crew went behind that roll and was getting ready to push it out, and they're all ducking down. But I can see why he told them to get the hell out of there because obviously, if a foul ball goes that way and they're not paying attention, you know that could injure them pretty pretty severely, or a bat, or whatever, you know. So I can see it, but they didn't give them any slack for it. I mean, they jog, just kind of jogged off. No big deal. I just think it's but I've never seen that happen. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, I the damn grounds crew. <laughs> but then the Yankees came back and won. I'm not saying that had anything to affect it, but. Hey, Google. Yeah. Since March 17th of this year. <laughs> I mean, that was like what, yesterday? <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're six, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Freaking since you mentioned since you mentioned six on I know on Thursday he thought it was Friday and so he was gonna go somewhere on Friday, but because he thought Thursday was Friday he went there on Thursday and he was all confused and he's like, wait. So they're having this event on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It wasn't until like seven o'clock or eight o'clock Thursday night that I told him it was friday because i'm like what are you talking about it's it's thursday and he's like no it's not it's friday i'm like it's fucking thursday <laughs> and then on friday yesterday he thought it was today i'm like no but then today he forgot that we had a radio show even though he remembered it was saturday okay go so... figure <laughs> so I mean, it, I'm pretty sure he has a phone. It says right on there the date and the time. And, uh, <laughs> all right. I know, telling, and the day of the week. Since yep. we're telling stories, I'm going to tell everybody's oh, story from Tattoo. Okay, so story time. 
So I met my baby mama after joining the community after the leader of the community was on the show. And simulcasting on Twitch, which not only got me into streaming, also caused me to meet my woman. Meaning there actually is a correlation between DD Radio and my son being born. LOL. <laughs> well, oh. you're welcome, Tattoo. I don't know which organization that was. Because there's been a lot of organizations. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I do know now. God damn it. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What are you doing, Scooby? Screaming. No, she's not. She's supposed to be in bed no. and she's biting on something. <laughs> it's because you're on the radio. Come on now. I don't know what she's doing. I have to get Mama to look in the morning. What are you doing? <laughs> Scooby, go to bed. Go to sleep. I would tell you to just walk over there, but you can't. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I you know what I could do? No, I'm actually I actually you can roll over there. Wait, 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 wait. So I thought about this the other night. I seriously thought about this the other night. So this cage has casters on it. I was actually thinking of getting a rechargeable RC car. Mounting the motor and gears to the casters, plugging it in during the day, unplugging it at night, and if I needed to pull her over here, I just turn on the fucking controller and let it ride over here every night. <laughs> just put wheels and get a big stick. I what's a stick <laughs> gonna do? <laughs> I can't pull it over here with a stick, Google. At least with an RC mount up, I can let it go back to the fucking wall or I can guide yeah. it. No, no, a stick is okay, not going to so, help me. Well, fine. So we got a cane. That way you can hook it around. You can pull it over and Google. then you can push Google. it back. Let me explain to you how far away this is. So seeing you need a very long seeing one. Seeing as how a cane is about four and a half feet fucking tall <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> Bo could be a bird hooker. Bo, the oh, bird man. hooker. That's what this podcast is going to be. <laughs> That's what the name of this is going to be. Instead of the bird whisperer, it's going to be the, bo the bird hooker. Bo... Bo, oh man, the bird hooker. There, I've got it cemented. Now I got to go over Podbean and make a fucking show and call it that, so I don't fucking forget what the fuck I named it. Oh man, that's that's great. All right, are we ready for some news? We sure as fuck are. All right, um, for anyone who lives in Tucson or Arizona and likes Taco Bell, this might be good for you because they will be testing a monthly subscription service. Service? What the fuck I know, is right? that? Your servo motors to get out? Customers pay 5 to $10 a month for a taco lover's pass that gets them a one that gets them one of a variety of tacos each day for 30 days. Oh, the Taco That's Bell That's a lot thing. of fucking Taco Bell. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, for those of you that don't experience Crohn's, you can do it for only how much? We need it. Five to ten dollars a month. Give away a free roll of toilet paper with it, and I'm in. 
<laughs> yeah, because a free roll paper. Because one roll is going to get you through a lifetime <laughs> like one a roll a day. Okay. Taco Bell. <laughs> one roll per taco. No, this is how I. This is how I explain Crohn's oh, to everybody. Take the absolute worst night of Taco Bell you've ever had. Combine that with the 24-hour vomiting and shitting flu. Then multiply that by 100, and you still wouldn't get close to what Crohn's is. <laughs> well, on a lighter note, Panera is also trying out subscriptions, including a monthly plan that gives you a free cup of coffee every day. Yeah, because I want their stupid-ass fucking coffee. <laughs> Speaking of coffee, if you want un un <laughs> unfucked coffee without the bitter, awful taste that you get when you drink fucking Eubora. coffee from the goddamn store, go to euboracoffee.com. You can grab DD Radio's Battlegrounds, and a portion of it goes to DD Radio. You're supporting two veteran-owned businesses, one of which is veteran-owned and ran. That's DD Radio. Eubora Coffee is veteran-owned, and they have a plethora of coffee flavors to choose from. So if you don't like Battlegrounds, choose one of the others. And it's the freshest delivered to your doorstep in America that you could ever possibly have. And it costs just the fucking same as any other fucking fucked up coffee you drink. And trust me, it's the only coffee I can drink. So if I can drink it, any of you motherfuckers can drink it. So go <laughs> grab some. It's euboracoffee.com. Battlegrounds blend. There you go. Shameless And I plug. tell you what, because I've been there a few times. If you can manage to get your hands, if you don't get the DV blend, get their bourbon blend. Oh, my God. And I'm actually saying this with my head rolling back. That shit is, it's it's just, I can't even think of words to describe it. That bourbon blend. Hey, Ooh, so now we need tattoo. to pick up a second second kind of coffee, Mike. Wait, what? Oh, oh my god! So now we need to pick up a second kind of coffee. No, if you we'll can have get to have your the, hands on that bourbon blend. Oh we'll my god! We'll have to have a DV Radio 2.0. Well, see, yeah, the bourbon blend. If you talk to Philip about making yours with a bourbon blend, dude, that shit is fire. The bourbon blend is very exclusive. Me and him's talked yes. about this, but it's very exclusive. That's why we don't have it. And you would be paying an ass load more of money out for it. Hey, I yeah, got three true. bags at the house. So if you want to do a giveaway, <laughs> I might send one out. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. All right. Moving along. Oh, it's kind of funny that I said moving because this story is about cows. <laughs> Mm. Scientists potty train cows to use mulu to help the environment. What, I, what the fuck is mulu? That's the cow potty. What the fuck turns is a out, cow potty? Turns out cows can be potty trained as easily as toddlers. Maybe easier. It's no bull. Scientists put the task to the test and and 11 out of 16 cows learned to use the mulu when they had to go. It's like a little cage <laughs> that they go into to pee and poop. <laughs> Wait, you Just mean the like same cage that, you know, PETA got upset <laughs> over before they were slaughtered? So you're going to spend all this time training a cow to take a shit in the toilet, you're gonna use to it, and then you're going to slaughter it. That's, that's worse than just slaughtering it. Just like some parents, the researchers used a sweet treat to coax the cows to push through a gate and urinate in a special pen. And it took only 15 days to train the young calves. Some kids take quite a bit longer. God. 
Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Why do you um, want to get rid of free fertilizer for your fucking yard, though? Be, but, but telling the cows to go in this cage is much friendlier for the environment, Bo. So much friendlier for the environment that you're having to poison your fucking yard with fertilizer that you buy from a fucking plant that puts chemicals in it. It's crazy. What started with a half-in-jest question on a New Zealand radio talk show about oh, the very real problem of livestock waste resulted in a serious study. Yeah, AOC approved <laughs> study at that, huh? And it wasn't just a, wow, this could be fun academic question. <laughs> Massive amounts of urine waste is a serious environmental issue. Urine contains oh nitrogen, and oh when mixed with feces becomes ammonia, what which is an environmental think? issue with acid rain and other problems. What did the earth do before humans took it over? I can't imagine. <laughs> How did it survive? With all the shit and farts. All right, this is kind of crazy. A single cow can produce about eight gallons of urine a day. That's a lot of fucking pee. That's where we get the term when it rains down here in the south. It's about to rain like a cow pissing on a flat rock. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Um, Someone... (laughs) An animal cognition scientist at Duke University said, I'm not surprised they can train calves to urinate in set locations, but I am surprised no one has demonstrated this before. (laughs) Who would have even thought of it? Yeah, because that's at my top 10 list. Oh my God. There are a couple caveats to this, to this experiment. Um, Number one, they gave diuretics to the cattle to get them to urinate more because they had limited time to run the experiment under ethics guidelines. So Holy that makes it more ethical. Fuck. Okay, got it. And number so, two, wait, they I didn't know... do number two. They only trained cows to use the mulu to urinate, not defecate. I, I know why cows piss so much. <laughs> so in mammals, oh the kidneys are ventral to the vertebral column in the anterior lumbar region. The kidneys of pigs and sheep are oval in shape while the kidneys of cattle are each divided into approximately 20 lobules. The ureter from each kidney carries urine to the bladder. Holy shit. The vertical diameter of the kidney was remarkably smaller. 5.1 plus or minus a few centimeters than the horizontal diameter, 9.4. In seven cows, the thickness of the renal cortex and medulla was between 1.9 and 2.1 centimeters. The fucking size of their kidneys (laughs) are fucking huge. Well, I mean, they also have four stomachs. Yes, and they regurgitate their grass, which makes it look like they're eating on the same piece of grass five times a day. Right, because they regurgitate and then eat it again. Yeah, because they can't digest it the way we do. Yeah. Yep. Um, the while dogs, cats, and horses can be to- can be toilet trained, they already show the desire to go in special places. 
but cows do not. The biggest environment, and this is according, so then the last sentence is, the biggest environmental problem for livestock, though, is the heat-trapping gas methane they emit in belches and flatulence, a significant source of global warming. The cows can't be trained not to belch or fart. They would blow up. Jesus. Christ. And and actually based on the actual science, no, that's like 1% of the source of global warming. Everyone is making it sound like cow farts are the problem. Oh, that reminds me. Let me see if I can find it while you're talking. That's why that's why so many people want to get rid of cows. Because they fart. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um, moving along. Kind of like what Ron White said in his stand-up skit, and he's there talking about cow farts and flags. He's like, what are you doing to help? He's like, I'm eating the cow. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just lock him up in, like, little houses. Oh, then PETA will complain. Um, okay. Next story. Bo, you like horror movies, right? I love them. Well, good news for you and others who enjoy horror movies. You can get paid $1,300 oh. to watch 13 horror <laughs> movies in 10 days. I heard about that. What's the catch? I think they're only choosing one person well, that's to do this, figures. which is like kind of retarded because if you're only... Using one person, then this study is kind of pointless. That's what I was going to say. Like, because because the, the company wants to know if the budget of a film is tied to how scary it is. Depends. Right. That's what I mean. So so these are the thirteen movies you would end up watching: Saw, mm -hmm. Amityville Horror, mm -hmm. A Quiet Place, A Quiet Place Part Two, Candyman, Insidious. The Blair Witch Project, Sinister, Get Out, The Purge, Halloween, the 2018 one, Paranormal Activity, and Annabelle. See, a few of those, Annabelle, I know for a fact was an independent uh, video. Paranormal Activity and Blair Witch all were uh, independents. Uh, uh, the Annabelle, the guy that made that, actually made that using Adobe Premiere. Um, he filmed a... I think it was like a two or five minute sketch, uh, put it on YouTube and they asked him to make a full movie out of it, which he did, which is what you've got. And he made that all on like two cameras. Um, it's a really good movie. Um, paranormal activity is okay. Um, I think that was the, 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 the decade of documentary, uh, esque footage. You know what I mean? Like, the Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, Office, right. things like that. Um, Insidious and Amityville and Halloween. I've not seen Halloween 2018, I think you said. Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen that one. Uh, some people like it. Some people hate it. I, You know, um, Insidious, that's another toss-up. It's one of those where it's a great plot, but they get a little stupid with it. And then what was the other one? Oh, my goodness. I don't even know which ones you've gone through already. There's Saw, Amityville Saw. Horror. Saw is another one that was really good. Um, if they'd stopped it 
uh, three when he supposedly died, um, that they should have left it there. They've taken it and they've done what they've done with the Fast and the Furious movies, which I think, oh, talking budget wise, you get greedy and you just make something to make something to make money, which, right? Which I think is stupid. Um, I don't see the Saw series as scary per se. They're more um, gore movies. Uh, same with um, uh, Insidious. Insidious is more of a gorish movie. It's supposed to have a horror aspect. Uh, and A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2 I've not seen yet. Those are two I've not seen. And I think I hit them all. Um, and Halloween 2018, that was another one. Like I said, I've not seen because I'm just not big on, on remakes. Oh, you sent the, you sent the link. Right. Um, well, that's to apply if you want to apply. Oh, Candyman. Candyman. They they'll I'm send sorry. you a Fitbit so you can be their official, and you would be their official horror heart rate analyst. <laughs> well, Candyman. That's the job. If that's the original one, that one was made in 91, 92. And I really love that one because that was practical. I like practical effects. I think most people know that. Um, most of these other ones, minus uh, Paranormal Activity, Blair Witch, um, and Annabelle. Because I can't remember if Annabelle used practical or not. I know they had the doll, but I can't remember if they used, you know, CGI or not. Um, I love Annabelle. Uh, just, I've seen commercials for it, but, like, I don't do good scary movie. movies. Right. It's so. a really good movie for me, like I said, and people who are in that genre. Um, as far as Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity, I didn't... I liked... Paranormal Activity, but it got stupid near the end. It got retarded. Amityville Isn't Blair horror. Witch like the four teenagers that are in the woods? Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah I've seen that, and lost. I thought it was yeah. retarded. And isn't right. that like one of the highest grossing movies? Yes, yeah, Titanic. Films. Yeah. I think they had a budget of like three hundred grand, and worldwide they made like almost fifty million dollars. Right. They, I they thought had a really that was small like budget. the dumbest movie, and it is. It is. It really is. It's one of those <laughs> so. movies. The only reason, and I and I know this for a fact, the only reason it got hype and the only reason it it made fame is because it was different. You'd never it, seen it was the first of its kind. You'd never seen a documentary esque film, and right. then it came out. And the backstory for it was it was beautiful. It was great. It was some kids got lost, they got killed, some hikers found their video, and this is what it is. Now. Right. If they hadn't have done it the way they done it with the plot, it would have been a great fucking movie. It really would have. The other thing I hated was the fact that they build up this whole storyline to show nothing. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but the way they build up the storyline is you should be able to see what happens at the end because they die, right? If memory serves right. me right, you don't really see what happens. You see them all die. <laughs> but that's about it. You don't see this Blair Witch. You don't see this. You don't see that. Like, yeah, they I, I all... just couldn't get through the constant screaming and yeah. huffing and puffing. And, that's and crying. I did, yeah, I stopped and, watching. And, uh, I stopped watching like halfway through. I'm like, this is fucking retarded. Yeah, the overacting like, kills me yes. in any movie. The Purge, I like The Purge. I hate the fact that it's done in a beautiful way and i mean that because of the budget it's a you can tell it's a high budgeted film and, and it was it right. was a really fucking high budget um, um 
if anyone is interested, um, I don't know. Why did you do this to me? You knew I would go on this rant. (laughs) People hate that. You would you would have from October 9th to October 18th to watch all 13 movies. And oh, I know shit, Bo I could... doesn't sleep, so he could do it all in 24 hours. Dude, okay, that's 13 All right, movies. maybe 48. Let's see. <laughs> so 26 <laughs> if you didn't take breaks and they were all two hours long. Literally, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that's literally a day. <laughs> I... I, I I have watched all Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter movies in two and a half days, I think it was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I don't sleep. <laughs> and I piss and shit in my bed. No, no that's there a joke. Go. That's a joke. <laughs> Calm down. I don't piss and shit where I sit. Okay, I pee where I sit because I use the hospital. Anyway, you get the idea. <laughs> all right. Well, moving along, there is a student-run grocery store inside um, a high school which serves the community. This is in Texas. I kind of like this idea, actually. Um, so payment is with points rather than cash or credit, and it's part of the Texas Health Resources Community Impact Project, which hopes to secure at least five other school stores in North Texas. And like the students run the school, run the store and stuff. So I'm sure they're getting a learning experience out of it as well. Um, And it's for those families who like can't get to a grocery store or are on welfare or the kids are in charge of doing like the shopping and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like the idea. Wait, what were you talking about? I'm sorry. I was typing. A grocery store in a high school. Oh. That, but yeah. you're not paying with cash. It's on a point system. So you got to be a good kid and get a gold star every day. You say, hi, teacher. I don't even know. Like, I don't like I don't think the story even mentioned because I looked through it before and I've looked at other versions of it and it doesn't really say like how you earn the points to purchase the other than points are awarded to families based on the numbers in each household that can be redeemed at the store. Like that's kind of the only you hurt my head. Right. That's what I mean. (laughs) Like, so like you buy things with points, but then points are awarded to families based on the numbers in each household. So if there's four people in the household, there's a set amount of points, I guess. I, I yeah, know. you lost me. But like I said, I like the idea of just having, it's almost like, I know in colleges, they have like the free food pantry that, you know, you go there. It's usually like a shelf in a hallway and, college but <laughs> I'm sorry but, I just so. laughed at, at Jason and what he said in chat. it's okay he said it's Freddy Krueger okay. was the reason I slept completely under the sheets and closed all my doors as a child oh my god Freddy yeah. Krueger was the reason I, I I started singing fucking rhymes like one two Freddy's coming for you oh man how sweet fresh meat I love the Good fucking one liners in all those fucking movies yes. man the 80 slasher Good movies job. had it made man I, just, I, heard... I don't do horror movies I can't do them I, I know I know someone who's who is scared of Edward Scissorhands 
Six. <laughs> I'm like, how were you scared by that movie? I love that movie. It was one of See, like, Price's last. The scariest movies. type stuff I will watch is we're going old school. Uh, what was his name? Bruce Campbell, like Army of Darkness, Evil, Evil Dead, and stuff. Evil Dead. I do like stuff like that, but I don't do like the Jason movies, the uh, Freddy Krueger movies, the you know uh, Hills Have Eyes type stuff. I you know Wrong Turn. I don't do that stuff. Right. I remember, I forget, I mean, it was a long time ago, obviously, but I remember watching Invisible Man. Yes, with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> like, I would... Oh, wait, that was Hollow Man. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I which one you're talking about. I didn't sleep for, like, two months. The, the original Fly with Vincent Price, that movie fucking scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And I watched the black and white version. And then, like, a, a week or two later on, uh, I think it was HBO at the time, fucking the one with Jeff Goldblum comes on. And I was like, well, that's not so bad. I know that's fake. <laughs> like, I right. couldn't tell that a fucking 1950s movie was fake in black and white, but I could tell a 1980s movie with Jeff Goldblum was. Like, what the fuck? All right, I have one final story left, and I will need the opinion of Sergeant Wardog on this. You there, Wardog? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll also have to drop the link so you can see the image all right so um i don't i can't even say the name of the fucking company but there's this company um Balenciaga. that has made sagging sweatpants um <laughs> and people are mad because <laughs> it's considered under cultural appropriation because <laughs> they are sweatpants with a with like exposed boxers <laughs> they're going for like a lot of money, like twelve hundred dollars. What the fuck? This With is boxes real. attached. Yes. Oh I mean, do <laughs> they have the boxes attached? What the fuck? But people are mad because it's like it's cultural appropriation. I'm like, really? <laughs> like what? They're sold out. <laughs> They're sold like, out. Oh, wow. Dude, they're sold out. It can't be too much fucking cultural appropriation if they're sold out of $1,200 fucking sweatpants in every fucking size. What many, the fuck? Many on social media are pointing out that the luxury fashion house appears to be appropriating sagging, a form of dress in which pants are deliberately worn low with the style. As some have noted, sagging has been prohibited and even criminalized in some cities and institutions across the U.S. a move that disproportionately affects black men. And I'm like, why are you making sweatpants with black Just bring back Jinkos. <laughs> hey. Paco jeans, man. Paco jeans. You I remember could, them uh, shits? <laughs> I could sag for you, you know what I'm saying? Show up for five bucks, bro, and give me the rest of that 1200 You feel right? <laughs> right? <laughs> if that's what you just want to see as a as a fit, you know what I'm saying? We can <laughs> man, these yeah, that's off man. the chain, man. Man, <laughs> wait, wait, you like this. They made a sack like you, so you already showing your ass. That became now a cultural out 
Wow. But you could buy and, a pair of sweatpants for 10 bucks and a pair of drawers for five and be doing for 15 <laughs> instead of 1500. Oh, what the fuck? Point, what point. the fuck? Hey, hey, for two cents a oh, string, man. you can sew those boxers inside and Hell yeah, that's what I'm home. saying. <laughs> Look, yeah. yo, this ain't wait. talking about sagging pants. Me and Buddy was going to go out one night before I got married. He, he bought these $100 jeans that had holes in them and shit. Wait. And then he didn't have no money to buy drinks. I'm like, dude. I made those jeans. So seriously, I went to the store, buy a $5 pair of jeans at the damn thrift store, and I took my angle grinder to him. I said, there you go. That's been $5. <laughs> wait, wait. But that's so like I the just, jeans that you can get wait, free mud stained. Wait, this, this <laughs> one's even mud stained? <laughs> yeah. We know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. This one's even better. On their site, I sent it in Zoom for you guys to look at. You can send it in chat. Like, they have a pair of jeans for $1,450. On the back of them, around them, is a flannel shirt so you don't have to tie your flannel shirt to your fucking jeans. <laughs> Oh Talk about cultural appropriation. I'm pretty oh, sure man. teenage white boys done that in the fucking early 90s. <laughs> With goodwill jeans and hand-me-down fucking flannel shirts because oh, it was man. hot as fuck outside because I done that. Talk about, they, wait a minute, cultural appropriation hold on, hold on. on who? <laughs> they, they have the slashed loose fit pants as yes. well for $1,850. I've seen that. In like, different just, colors. I know, I'm going down their fucking whole pant thing and I'm like, I don't want to see their shirts, dude. And what's sad is they got this oh because somebody is buying it. So. That's what I'm getting. Right, yeah. which is the sad yes. part. That's, that's my me- fucking mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, this is what my mom went bankrupt over a fucking mortgage that was over a thousand dollars. I mean, that is what my monthly mortgage is for a pair of fucking jeans. Like, holy shit. Oh God. You, you can get 50 50 pants for $1,100. So, so, on a serious note, oh, now I pay my mortgage and my electric bill. <laughs> so, on a serious note, War Dog, I think Google's question is do you find this offensive or cultural appropriation? No, just funny as a motherfucker. Bro. That's it. <laughs> like that's it is it, funny, man. right? Like, oh, like man. that's what I'm saying. Like, I hate the fact that people are that this company is charging this. Obviously, it's for the name of their company. But I mean, if you go down their entire line, which me and Google obviously, oh have, my god, the shit that they have on there is just fucking laughable. The the jeans and flannel shirt is fucking fourteen fifty. The slasher slash loose fit pants eighteen fifty. Normal fit pants with a fucking hole behind the goddamn back pocket where your fucking wallet would wear out seven hundred and fifty fucking dollars. Um, destroyed no, no, normal pants where your ass pockets are fucking popped out and the fucking front looks like you skated on your knees and then you shoved your hand through your fucking pocket is nine fifty. Hybrid cargo pants. What the fuck is this shit? You got a pair of khaki goddamn shorts with fucking cargo pockets on a fucking blue jean. It looks like a goddamn fucking khaki apron with legs on it for $1,250. Like, you're making money off of this, and I can't sell a goddamn $20 short shirt to fucking support DV goddamn radio. Like, fuck Balenciaga. Like, the name is what you're buying. What the fuck? I know it's thirteen hundred and fifty dollars for Trumpet la Lil pants, which have holes in them. 
<laughs> what the fuck? I looked at that one too, and I'm like, oh, oh my wait, God. No, no, let me let me tell you about this one. Men's destroyed large baggy pants in brown. They're denim with holes that I could sit my goddamn arm through. They, I, I, they, I, I could. You could see a whole leg through these holes for nine hundred and fifty dollars. Bo, you can get a hooded blanket for. Oh my god! I got like my mom 20, a hooded blanket. Twenty three hundred dollars. I got you my mom a hooded, a hooded blanket. blanket that is fucking Viking esque for a hundred and fifty bucks, and it was hand fucking made. I know it was hand fucking made because I got to watch the fucking cuts on it, and it took it three months to get to my house. Like no. Oh what my god. Fuck? You can get a hooded blanket for twenty three hundred dollars. Oh my god. That's a fucking flannel shirt with the arms sewed open and fucking leathered out the fucking what the fuck? No, I'm sure they, there's some sexual act the after called the hooded blankets that I could get for less than twenty three hundred dollars. I'm just saying. I mean, they also have the blanket coat. I gotta look at their swimwear now. Oh, their swimwear is literal fucking oh, basic man. shit. For hundreds of goddamn dollars. They have a beach towel for $450. Oh, man. This whole site seems like it's geared at, oh, I don't know, rich-ass young people. Yeah, right? Not rich-ass young people. Those rich-ass young people's parents. Well, that's You know they ain't paying for that shit. Well, there are some fucking million-dollar 18-year-olds. They have a fucking space parka. That has NASA on it for five thousand fifty dollars. What the? They fu- have. What they have a yellow. They have a, They have the off-the-shoulder fake fur jacket in yellow for thirty-seven hundred. What the fuck is this shit made out of? It doesn't even say. Oh, one hundred percent polyester. I'm paying five thousand dollars for fucking polyester. Like no. Hello. Made in China. They got a pair of sweatpants with fake paint on them. Like, looks like a painter swiped his hands on them for $1,050. That's what what? I mean. You can get, you can get pre-mudded jeans. Our splatter (laughs) t-shirt, our splatter t-shirt. If you want one, you better go get one. Cause that price is going up to about 600 bucks tomorrow. If you want one, you better go fucking get it now. You better fucking go get it now. I am hiking the price up on every goddamn thing. I don't know who you are. I'm hiking the price up. If they can sell shit for thousands. Oh, my God. They have a destroyed small crew neck. It looks like something fucking Freddy Krueger would wear that he slashed it (laughs) fucking putting it on for goddamn $1,550. Look at this shit. Tell me this. I see that. I'm looking at it right now. This is some Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger put that goddamn thing on and slashed it up. And that's what they fucking done. They sold it. Yeah. You motherfucker. 80% burger. You go down the next one, they got a a rugby polo that is deformed. Oh, shit. Wait, wait. What is fucking virgin wool? Is it fucking wool where a sheep didn't get fucked before it was sheared off? (laughs) What the fuck? Free Al Qaeda. That's what I meant. Free Al Qaeda. Get your 50 50 stuff. Just just buy the 50 50 stuff. The Dude. 50-50. Oh, my God. Oink said pre-Al-Qaeda, bro. <laughs> I was trying not to go down that road, but Oink done it for me. Oh, man. Uh, wait, did you, you mention... Can pay, you can pay $1,000 for destroyed large baggy pants. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
I can get a pair of baggy pants and take a knife and scissors what to the them. Fuck, dude. Oh, we are so hiking prices up. Oh, We're hiking man. Prices. Go get your DV radio shit now because that shit's going to be <laughs> the cheapest you can buy something tomorrow will be 250 bucks. I guarantee it. Four months bag of nuts, $300. God <laughs> damn oh, right. You understand. Dude, <laughs> it's a 50-50 like, uh, shirt for $1,350. Motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Dude, I, I have, dude, I'm about to have an aneurysm. Holy fuck. It's insane. They have a Hulk Marvel t-shirt. The cheapest one is $575. They have a layered t-shirt, which is basically a fucking long sleeve for $895. It just has Hulk on the fucking front of it. That's it. What the fuck? They, ha they have X-Pander sneakers. Go to, like, the sneaker section. Oh, my God. They have a Where's fucking hole in the... Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Did I didn't you see, see the, the transformer gym bag parka, dude. I've yep, seen I saw that one. Kind of things, and I don't know what to look. It's like at you anymore. got a duffel bag on the front of you, and it's a jacket. Thirty-seven oh, fifty, dude. We just turned into a fucking fuck the fashion statement on Barrett. <laughs> I'm not joking. We lost I'm, like so, I'm sorry, but... I'm not like I will. Like this is what's wrong with the fucking world. Ugh, get rid of the rich people. No, stop buying the stupid <laughs> shit. Stop buying the stupid shit. That's how you. That's how you stop this monstrosity of retardation. Oh man. Oh my god. Oh, there you man. go. The dysfunctional veterans are explaining to you how to do shit. Right? Oh good. <laughs> you know what the cheapest thing on their website is? A camo face mask for one hundred thirty dollars. Oh my god! That is the cheapest thing I found so far. Their runner sneakers are over a grand. Even even the plain black face mask is more than the camo one well, at one hundred fifty dollars. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? This is like a sock with a oh, sole on it. <laughs> Tell me this doesn't look like a sock with a fucking sole on it, dude. What that is fuck? exactly what it is. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it was eight ninety five. Now six nineteen. Yeah, because oh, that's man. a fucking deal for a sock with a goddamn cheap <laughs> sole on it. <laughs> Holy shit! These fucking bright so ass goddamn pink sneakers are $799. Dude, I wouldn't put that on my worst enemy. It looks so fucking disgusting. That looks like some fucking chewing gum that you bought when you were a child and was like, ooh, bubble gum. That's what that fucking shoe looks like. Hold Dude. on, hold on. I'm sending, I'm I'm dropping a link Oh my god. that has three black pieces of clothing. <laughs> They're different, but I don't know what black? the difference is. Well, they gotta be black. Because they are. I know, goddamn it. Because they are. At least two of them look the same. Just right. a little bit. I found their most expensive item. Okay. Oh, one's a it's shirt. A one's a bathrobe. And one's okay. a skirt. That's right the there. Just probably, that is their most expensive item a fucking bathrobe. <laughs> How much is it? Like six thousand and some odd dollars. Oh, Holy cow! Six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars 
for a 100% cashmere bathrobe. Oh. You definitely got a free ball in that goddamn. Right. You hear me? Is there, is there I am no going, other way to go for man, free ball. Oh, that's, I'm, no. going, I'm going to cook, have sex, eat everything in that goddamn thing. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to die. Like you said, angry is meant for fucking spend that much. Hey, they Google, have- Google, that short sleeve shirt and skirt are made of silk, but that cape is made of 58% <laughs> viscosity. And forty-two percent cupro, whatever the fuck that is. Hold on, hold on. You know, you know how there are toe socks. Oh my god, no! I see it. Yeah. They have toe high heels. <laughs> Fifteen hundred and ninety dollars for toe boot high heels. Oh, and it's made of calf skin, Peta. Why don't you go after them? Oh man. <laughs> oh, if they're not gators, I'm not wearing them. I'm just and saying. And they're pre-orders. <laughs> what the fuck? Who well, shops at these I don't know places. shit about fucking fashion. <laughs> I'm trying Who to shops find at reviews. these kinds of places? I'm literally trying to find reviews, and I can't. <laughs> they're obviously oh, making money off of this. Like, what the fuck? Oh, they do support two causes. The World Food Program and the Trevor Project. Hey, you know, you know what? I do need to speak up on this. My nephew uh, and his fiance. On the sagging ones? On all of them. That brand. That entire brand. <laughs> that entire brand. I do that's have, uh, I get the generational thing. I have a nephew that's like 23. Him and his uh, fiance, they do have, uh, I saw him at a last Christmas with some of these uh, ten- tennis shoes, or uh, you know, uh, Balenciaga shoes or whatever. And I'll post it. I will Is give. It I mean, I can't actually say. Yeah, I know. I know some other well, would throw their fucking money away on some retarded <laughs> shit. Oh, you know I was gonna say. I didn't well, realize now that you know how much they cost. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> at the time, but now from I would have cussed them out. Not I really. Well, I just posted it, but that is the only <laughs> review I could so, find. Yeah, oh, so I, I'm looking at reviews right now. Um, <laughs> the first thing is Balenciaga, a joke. The next one, yep, same here. Still waiting for a replacement. The next one, if I can help oh, someone, snap. don't shop with Balenciaga. After sales has had mine sneaker for a repair since January, and we are in April, I still haven't gotten it back. Still, the employees don't answer the phones when I call, or they answer after 30 minutes. They don't respond to my email inquiries. Oh, Why? Because they know they dead wrong. Can't wait for black businesses to finally take over these people. Don't deserve my money. Never ever purchasing nothing ever again. Like it goes on about how horrible like, this, this is. This review is just made on August 31st. It also here, no goods received from the official website. Shoes for 800. <laughs> now this tells me they're based out of Europe because it says 895 euros. Well, that's that, that's, that's not necessarily oh, man, true because that's right, yeah, some websites. But anyway, it says upon request, proof of delivery contains an incomprehensible delivery address called the service area in a different city with a fake signature and information about the comparison with the ID. Somebody says the goods were sent to the DHL parcel station by a person authorized by the signatory picked up. Uh, it's yeah, I think oh they're based out of France because 
Um, their page is managed uh, first and foremost by people in France. Then in, um, where is it? Italy and Germany. So, but they do. Hey, I need to, I need to shed some insight on this. <gasps> yeah. Because uh, I forgot this. There are current rap songs where they promote this. They talk about this, this brand, like, like it's a hot shit. You get what I'm saying? Now? So I just realized, oh, now I just put two and two together. Yeah. This, a lot of, a lot of rappers currently, you know, they, they, they say, hey, yeah, to have this shit, I must be, you know, top shit. So now I see why my young, younger nephew, yeah, you know, their generation must have thought like, oh, to have this was like, well, you know, whatever was hot in our generation. Because if you go to their, well, send, send your send your cousin the sweatpants. Oh, Just send them nephew, the link. Nephew, oh, nephew, your nephew. Sorry. If you go to the front your, page of the website, send your nephew the sweatpants. If you go to the front oh, page shit. of the website, oh, the damn. first picture that you see is Justin Bieber decked out in nothing but Balenciaga. Oh man! Like, yeah, I would not even trust these people with, you know, a pencil. Right. I mean, like, I'm looking at their store located. Looks like they got one down north, Miami. They got one up everywhere. There, like, <laughs> Pennsylvania. They got one in the middle of Colorado. Yeah, they've got everywhere from looks Australia. like Las Vegas, Southern Cal, Middle California, and one in Hawaii. From Austria <laughs> to Ireland to the Netherlands to the uk uh canada mexico u.s all of asia also i'm just looking at the u.s location australia new zealand basically all of the middle east like they have they're every they have no post on their instagram like this this is a shady ass business right yeah they have one post on their twitter page they have no post on their facebook since 2018 is crazy. Even their key rings are fucking expensive. So that's a two thumbs fuck you from DV Radio. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Sorry nope. that we went on a huge ass rant, everybody, but that really pissed <laughs> us off. Hey, it was worth it for the two thumbs fuck you, though. Hey, I mean, just think yeah. if, you, if you advertise your shirts at $800, you might get that one rich person that comes across it and finds it, and then you just made more money off of one shirt than. How many shirts you've tried to actively sell in the last how many months? Right. I'm just right. saying. So it might be worth it Good going night, to put your shit at $800. <laughs> um, really quick, how oh, many articles man. do you have or are you finished for tonight? That's it. That's all I got. So you, we were talking <laughs> about the environment earlier, correct? Yeah. And I forgot about this article. I was going to tell you about it earlier. I found it, uh, I think it was yesterday morning, and I showed it to my mom. Uh, while we were eating breakfast and watching uh, Hell's Kitchen uh, with Gordon Ramsay. Uh, The title is Al Gore's Climate Trace Finds Vast Undercounts of Emissions. A high-tech independent effort to track greenhouse gas emissions from every country, industrial facility, and power plant announced its first results on Monday. Uh, The reason this matters is because Climate Trace utilizes satellite data machine learning, and artificial intelligence to determine greenhouse gas emissions globally. It aims usher in an era of radical transparency and a more enforceable climate agreement by giving nonprofits, governments, and the UN actionable intelligence to track and crack down on polluters. Basically what this uh, system does is it looks down on the earth and it says exactly where the worst polluters are, as in buildings, homes, countries, etc., etc., what they found 
The project, a collaborative effort between Al Gore, Think Tank RMI, Transition, Transition Zero, What Time, and others, found significant discrepancies between emissions that were reported to the UN under a 1992 climate treaty and their independent estimates. Bullet point one. They also concluded that in many cases, countries that self-reported their emissions to the UN are doing so with considerable accuracy. Bullet point two. The data released Monday shows that among the world's top countries that submit regular oil and gas production and refining emissions, the actual amounts may be twice 1.4 billion tons what has been reported. The project also found that more than 1 billion additional tons of carbon dioxide equivalent have gone unaccounted for by countries that aren't required to submit regular data on oil and gas emissions. Meanwhile, also consistent with observed trends in forest fires, greenhouse gas emissions from forest fires have more than doubled in Russia and the U.S. since 2015 and now exceed that of Brazil. How Trace works. Uh, it basically does what I just said. <laughs> My question to you is, how the fuck do you know where fucking greenhouse gas emissions started forest fires? <laughs> cricket, what? cricket, cricket. <laughs> exactly. I don't care what kind of fucking system you got. How does anything say, hey, you know what? That pollution over there, it just started a fucking fire. How the fuck... A fire marshal couldn't tell you that. Oh, it yeah, spontaneously right? combusted. <laughs> you know how things spontaneously combust? A number of fucking reasons. <laughs> Let's go down them, shall we? <laughs> like, you can't just say, oh, my system works because, like, you used satellite imagery basically with FLIR. That's basically what you're using. Honestly, I think this en this whole thing is bullshit. I really do. Just like his whole thing with the city that is, you know, all self-reliant and all. Yeah, people don't like that place for a reason. Right? People moved away from there for a reason. And on top of that, solar doesn't work everywhere. Wind turbine doesn't work everywhere. Like, the only logical thing that would work is nuclear energy, but who has made it so fucking bad? This motherfucker and all of his political constituents. Like, mm. nuclear energy is honestly one of the safest, best things out there. And they have made you say, oh no, it's nuclear. It's bad. What if the nuclear reactor, it, it gives up? Yeah, well, that's happened once, what? and it was quickly mitigated. Quickly, and by quickly, I mean within a couple of minutes of finding out that the warning light went off. Do you know what that means? That nothing was affected in the environment. <laughs> like, God. nuclear energy is the way to go. It's the cheapest, it's the safest, it's the most reliable, and we could have it for millennia. Literal millennia. But no, you got dumbass politicians making fucking money off of this stupid greenhouse bullshit and save the world and coal and this and that to the point that they're not going to give you a viable option like the hydrogen fucking vehicles. Remember that in the 90s? And then the dude right. just up and fucking died out of nowhere? Like, really? I don't know. I think the Trace program is complete bullshit. 
Uh, but I want to know your thoughts for anybody that's out there. Maybe you know more or something that I don't. I'm using common sense and knowledge that I know. Um, I'm not a scientist. I know a lot about science. I've done a lot of research about it. Like Google <laughs> comes to me when she has a science question. It's that bad. Like, <laughs> oh, so it, it, yeah, just let me know what you, the listener thinks. Um, don't come at me and be like, Oh, you motherfucker. Like, don't be like that. <laughs> I want to, if we're going to debate, I want a civil debate. If you're going to educate me, use common sense knowledge that doesn't look stupid because a lot of this stuff looks stupid. <laughs> don't look like a potato I is mean, what he is saying. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about, you know, some of my friends, but I feel like they're trumping up things to make it look good so they can say, let's invest a shit ton of money into this program. Right. That's what I feel is happening. Also, oh, really quick, for those of you who are in the VA system, if you are in an unreasonable distance away from a VA, whether it's a facility or a hospital, whether or not you are disabled as in walking and stuff of that nature, I'm talking about the distance from the VA, but you are disabled um, and you use the VA mainly if you have an unreasonable trip to the VA or you have to, you know, take like jump through hoops to get to the VA, look into trying to get a tablet through the VA. The reason I say that I was one of the, I was the first one in the state of North Carolina to have a tablet. That was how many years ago? Two and a half, I think. Right. Something like that. It's been a minute. It's been right. a hot minute. Yeah. Okay. Right now, they are trying to take them all away. Fucking assholes. I was talking to somebody <clears throat> yesterday, and they are being told that they either need to use them or give them up. They're also trying to get rid of community care. Yeah, they're trying to do a lot of things. Um, Reverse a lot of decisions. My yep. thing is whether you're able-bodied or not, you have the right and should be able to have access to this tablet. And I'll, and I'll explain why for people like oink up in Alaska, who has the highest number of veterans per capita. Correct. That is correct. It's a long ways to the VA for you guys, right? Not so much for me. Uh, like I said, I'm about 42 to 45 miles, right. give or take. Um, however, a buddy of mine retired actively. He lives up there in Fairbanks now. Mm -hmm. They just have basically a small clinic. So a lot of the procedures and stuff that he has to, he still has to come down here to the Anchorage area. And how does he get? So you're there? talking, that's a six hour drive one way, you know, over 300 miles. So that's, that's quite a distance folks. And there's some people that have to fly to get to it. Correct. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're All Alaska right. native that you served in the military and you're in these Bush company or these Bush mm -hmm. native villages out there in the middle of fucking nowhere, there is no roads. Right. You're flying in one way or another. And this is my point. This is my point right here. Distance. It's not the fact that, oh, you're able-bodied. You can get here. No, 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 sorry. If you're six hours away from a vet facility and you need to see your primary care doctor, you need to talk to him, you need to get a prescription filled, you feel bad and you don't want to make that six-hour trip or that flight 
and you need to see, hey, is it worth taking, you know, this long trip to get there or, or vice versa? How are you going to do that? Yeah, you can call them, but what if, you know, they want to see you? You still got to take that fucking trip. With the tablet, you can see them face to face. You can talk to them. They also have a diagnostic machine that you can hook up to the fucking tablet and they can read your diagnostics then and there. This isn't like blood it. work and all, but it's diagnostics. It's, it's, it's your, it's your uh, uh, vital signs. That's what it is. Trio. And whether you're yeah. old or young, able-bodied or not, if you can't get to the VA right away, they can see you and be like, okay, we can do this until. Or, no, nah, you don't need to take that long-ass trip. Just stay there and we'll send you this, right? But they're trying to take that away. And I just found out about this, and they've been trying to do this for like a few weeks or a month now. So yeah. if you're a veteran, if yeah, you I've seen something about the My Choice program. They're trying to do do away with that law or do it mm-hmm. with you picking or something. Yeah. I, I didn't read into it, so don't quote me on this, folks. But yeah, a lot of the good things that, that Trump had done under the VA is, is basically um, being reversed. There is an article. Not political, but there is an article that is circulating that is from a parody website. I think it's like Delaware, Delaware or something. Read the internet page that you're on. That article is complete <laughs> false. Like it's a parody website. Um, but I digress. If, if you know a veteran, if you are a veteran, if you're far away from a DA or clinic, please advocate for these tablets. I, I'm begging you guys. I mean, it's a huge game changer. Um, like the objective zero app, you know, it's a big game changer. And the same thing with these tablets. Like, if this is a make it or break it for some veterans, uh, young, old, abled, disabled, um, or able-bodied, dis, uh, enabled body. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to get as many people to advocate for this as possible. If you're able, if you're willing, um, just please do that. Go through your own VA clinic. Don't be a dick about it. You know, say, I heard about this tablet that might, you know, I might qualify for, and then talk to your, uh, VA care provider about that and go from there and then, uh, explain, Hey, this is a good choice for me and, and it might help others because, um, so please do that if you can. Uh, we do need to wrap up. It's fucking quarter after and yep. we are just raining our asses off Google last thoughts for tonight. Life fucking sucks. True that, yo. True that, homie. Work it. Uh, War dog. <laughs> yes. Remember to uh, that I'm taking off on Wednesday to Montana for uh, fly fishing as well as a reunion with Marines I served three tours in Iraq with. Uh, uh, remember that there are nonprofits out there for those uh, suffering with uh, PTSD, TBI, you know, any number of conditions. Remember that there are uh, like I said, many nonprofits around the country that will pay for everything for your flight out, hotel, food, uh, everything, as well as whatever therapy options they offer. Uh, the one I happen to be utilizing is uh, called uh, barxproject.org. Uh, just wanted to make sure everyone aware of that again. Yes. Uh, Oink, do you mind also telling about the one up in Alaska? Alaska? And I'll what up here in Alaska? Yeah, sure. The one up here in Alaska is also a nonprofit, uh, Battle Dogs, and uh, they do the same thing. They get uh, veterans who've been 
served in combat areas, uh, combat situations that just basically need a fucking break. That is is the gist of it. If you need a break, a mental break to get away from things and to slow things down and just to enjoy the beauty of Alaska, head over to Battle Dogs. And I think it's BattleDogs.org. Don't quote me on that, but you do Google search for them. They're on Facebook. And uh, they have an application process just like every place else. You know, you have to fill out the application to get your name submitted. And once they're submitted, they'll pick you out. And, uh, yeah, you can get up here and experience the beauty of Alaska and just basically let your hair down and relax. They get away from it all. Yeah. Um, also, Warrior Service, go check them out. That's from our brother Dave Liddy. Um, He's also the Sosur Band. WarriorService.org. It's out of Washington State. I got to hook up War Dog with Dave sometime. I keep fucking forgetting because brain injuries. Um, but uh, if you don't know what Warrior Service is, it's uh, uh, basically a DV farm in a huge ass scale. It's still in uh, the works as far as the land and stuff, but he's wanting to basically make it a uh, all in one. You go there, you rehab, you live, you learn uh, uh Things like um, welding, mechanics, et cetera, et cetera. Um, obviously, it's not going to be a thing where family comes to. They do a lot of hunting trips. They're doing hunting trips all year round. Uh, go over there, warriorservice.org. Also, check them out on social media. If they are doing a hunting trip coming up and you might be interested in it, hit them up. Say, hey, I'd love to try this out. DV Radio told me about it. I'd love to see what it's all about. Maybe it's something I'd like to get into. They do fishing hunting they've hunted hogs they've hunted deer they've hunted everything you oh. can fucking brother i'm telling you they've hunted elk elk oh yeah let me tell you he's in the works with a lot of things right now so calm down <laughs> for those that are going to try and <laughs> blow him up um remind me war dog i'll get you two hooked up i keep forgetting i need to call him and talk to him anyway um but yeah warriorservice.org uh, Jason. Uh, you know, me, I always like to kind of advocate for, there's a group down here called Healing for Heroes. We, I volunteer with them. We do service dogs for veterans. And, uh, I always tell you, it's like, you don't know what a service dog can do for you. Like if you, you're going to have to, you have to need it and want it. But my dog and Oinks met her. Um, I yep. know, uh, JJ met her, uh, before he left the show, uh, Frosty met her. Um, this dog is probably the smartest dog you're ever going to meet in your life. But that dog has changed my life. But we take any veterans. We don't just take post 9-11. We take any and all veterans that have a need for a service dog. And the only thing you have to pay for is, uh, well, you have to get yourself here because we don't have those kind of funds. And you have to buy your vest. But other than that, we provide the dog. We provide the training. We provide collars, everything you need. The dog already comes spayed or neutered, vetted, everything. And uh, the lady that runs it, she is a retired captain um, that was uh, injured in Iraq. Her husband is retired major. And uh, she spent her entire retirement money and savings and everything to start this program. And she can be a little kooky at times, but she does have a bad TBI. But this woman, yeah, she would give everything she has to help every veteran she can. And uh, that's, you know, who I'm going to kind of advocate for. It's Healing for Heroes. That's where I got my dog at. And great things happen down there. All you got to do is get there, and they'll take care of the rest. 
And where can uh, people get in contact with them? Healing number four, not F-O-R, healingforheroes.org. Awesome. Uh, remind me to put that in our uh, uh, URL list on the bottom. And don't forget southernvetsuites.com. See, that's one. Oh, and that... hurry up and ship my hoodie I just ordered out, asshole. <laughs> Wait, you ordered a hoodie? And a sticker. When was that? Just now? Did you not just hear me? Oh, Finder I thought. Got yours. Dude, I, I, I'm not in charge of shipping. That's pretty good. I'm not I'm not in charge of shipping. Um <laughs> Well, that's because you can't walk. I would put it on Google, but she's not either. <laughs> it's all it's all under me. <laughs> I can walk, by the way. <laughs> I just can't be in charge of shipping. Yeah, um DV Radio Store. Uh go check it out. Um we have... now that it's getting cold, I gotta wear a hoodie to the movie sets, right? <laughs> uh yeah, all of our hoodies, by the way, are the same price no matter what size or which style you get. Um, I tried to make that, you know, equal for everybody uh, because I I hate when I go to a website to pay different prices for everything. Um, some of them I, I can't get around if, if I don't have a certain price for some of them then we go in the hole even deeper and Google and six will hate me for that. So I got to try to stay away from the hole. Um, <laughs> thought you'd never heard of that one, huh? Um, but <laughs> the boners staying away from the hole. What? Uh, but please, uh, if you can and you can afford it, head over there and grab something. Um, I'm going to show Google and oink and war dog and Jason and Nevermore and JJ something uh, that I got a sample of the other day and see what they think. And we may or may not uh, put it up for a very limited run um, if they all like it and they all agree on the price. Um, but if you guys don't have nothing else, um, smile.amazon.com, make DV Farm your charity choice. A portion of your shopping cart goes directly to the DV Farm. No hidden fees or extra costs. Again, that's smile.amazon.com. Dot com make db farm your charity choice uh if you want to me too um if you want to give directly to the db farm go to dbfarm.org click on the donate tab you can give one time without a paypal account or you can give monthly with a paypal account that is not db farm or db at all's terms and conditions that's paypal's um fundraisers at facebook anything like that thank you so much guys uh, i think we raised almost four grand again uh this last quarter through amazon thank you for that don't forget streamlabscharity.com if you're a streamer go over there make an account and you can make a charity fundraising event for the dv farm 100 percent of the proceeds through the streamlabs charity link comes to the dv farm 100 percent of the proceeds uh we made two or three grand on that already. So thank you streamers um, for that. And thank your audience for that. Truly. Uh, you guys don't know what that means to us here at DV. Um, huh. <laughs> Fucking Google. What? <laughs> I'm trying to have a serious, <laughs> not emotional time, and you got to bring up Siberia. 
Hey, you've been shitting on people all night, so it's her turn. So this is what Google sends in our Zoom chat. At least we know that the people in Siberia won't need hoodies considering it's apparently 118 degrees there. You were in Iraq, goddammit. Do you remember how hot oh, it was man. this time of year over there? Oh, man. It was, it was just now getting 99 degrees during the fucking day at this time. When it got 85, I was wearing my fucking fleece jacket in Iraq. I was like... Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> I was used to 145 degree weather in the shade. Like, <laughs> speaking of which, what was the hottest day, Google? You were there, and War Dog. I want to know for you as well. How hot was the hottest days that you guys remember, legitimately? Well. Um. Word dog showing is muted right now, so I see that. <laughs> well, I I can't even remember that I need Zoom for the radio show. You expect me to remember <laughs> the hottest day it was in two thousand three? It was hotter than a hooker's door novel nickel night. There you go. <laughs> I what mean, about, what about you? We had it at at one hundred thirty in the shade. One thirty. Yeah. We had it one forty five. Our our. We had one of those digital clocks with a thermometer on it. It broke at 145 in the shade. I don't know how hot Crazy. it got in the sun that day. What about you, War Dog? I'm about where you're at, 140. Really? 140 is bad as Dude, that. It's the worst I remember. People and don't I, believe me when I tell them it was 140 plus on the hottest days of summer in Iraq. Like, they think I'm stupid or something. And I'm like, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> now, was that actual temperature or was that like heat index? That was actual temperature. Yeah. yeah. That heat index, yeah. it was probably like 600, dude. Like, <laughs> like, I remember we had to shut generators off during the day because they it would get so hot, they would run hot and break. That's how hot it got. We had to shut down generators. It wasn't for fuel consumption. It was because they were no, breaking. And, and from diesel the heat. generators love heat usually. Yeah. <laughs> usually. Yeah. These, yeah, no. No. <laughs> yep. Like you could not, like when we would go to where the laundry was, you could not feel the heat off the dryers. That's how hot it was outside. That's how hot it was outside. <laughs> I would go stand by the dryers to cool off. Pretty much. Pretty much. We had to get a thrash in our kitchen. It was so hot. <laughs> War dog knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we had to we yeah. we had to cut a hole in our wall and run a fucking thrash twenty four seven while we were in the kitchen. It was that goddamn hot. Now if that's not fucking hot. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> all right, all right. We went on long enough. For Google Oink, Sergeant Wardog, and the sweet nutman himself, Jason, I'm Bonerwood. You just heard Barrett's talk right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. Until next week, butt sickles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter.
Radio.